the Giant Dwarf Podcast, a podcast about kings of war and a lot of other stuff. Giganto Dwarfo. Giganto. El Giganto. Bigus Gigantus. Bigus Gigantus. Eh? Gigantus Dicus. <laughs> Dwarfus. Uh, Gigantus Dicus. <laughs> Alright, so uh, we're a bit in the summer mode. Uh, I think you're actually on ho- summer holiday. Last. I am, I am. First day now, today. Mm. First day. Three weeks. And uh, your holiday obviously takes place in the miniature mansion. Yeah, since you are here, I mean. Yeah, I'm. I'm taking. Um, I'm taking a day off from taking a day off <laughs> to be here. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you're spending time at the at the cabin, I guess. Yeah. Just uh, hanging out the the old countryside, the old apocalypse uh, cabin. I was actually going to ask you earlier uh, about your. Did you ever get to plant potatoes this year? Yeah, I got uh, potatoes. Beets, oh yeah, and yeah. Uh, those are red, the red ones, right? Yeah, the red ones. Yeah. Okay, beets. Yeah, I think beetroot. A beetroot. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, and, uh, and it's a beet farm. <laughs> and uh, what was the third? Spinach. Thing? Spinach. Yeah, I never yeah. done that before. So mm. they they seem to be eaten uh, very quickly by yeah. things, but. Uh, by the local uh, wildlife, yeah, local wildlife <laughs> and bugs. I guess that's why you plant things underground so they can't <laughs> eat it. <laughs> or it's uh, you know uh, you know someone visiting me eating them. It could also be the case. <laughs> Maybe your cat has a acquired taste for like green leaves addiction, <laughs> spinach addiction. <laughs> oh. But how is the for those who don't know, uh, Norway is actually going through a bit of a heat wave. It's yeah, been lasting crazy, for like yeah. several weeks, yeah, or it's, months, uh, and uh, the cabin is not meant for. It's not built for this, so it gets really hot in during yeah. uh, the summer if it's sunny. So like when it hasn't rained for like three weeks, mm-hmm. you know the temperature is you know around twenty seven degrees inside. Oh yeah, during the day, so it's a bit of an oven. The old woodman must be creaking. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, in the morning when uh, expands in the in the heat, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And, so uh, you, you must have gotten like extra square feet in your. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got so much room now. I got an extra dance floor. Yeah, hobby room finally. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh, crazy, but how how are the crops doing in the heat? I I'm uh, I, I have to water them at least when it was like we had three weeks. There were no rain for uh, three weeks, mm-hmm. so I I opened the old well, which uh, oh, yeah. we don't usually use, mm-hmm. uh, and it's still working. So that's uh, pretty good. Really, it's still like a fresh water down there, with, like clean water. So wow. I open that one, an old, an old lock on it, like padlock, yeah. old, like super old from the sixties or something. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. I open that and uh, yeah, and I use the bucket and I just got a lot of water out and water wow. everything. Really, that's cool. Yeah, so uh, well, it's good to see that it actually you know works as well. Do you? But do you have? Uh, do you get water from that well? Uh, Not normally. Okay. But uh, but I don't want to waste. But you do. You do have a. You, you don't. You, I mean, your water supply is kind of special, isn't it? Yeah, it's like uh, I have permission to get water from like a, a water cleaning facility. <laughs> 
So I go there, I fill up, uh, you know, big uh, yeah. tanks of water, and uh, I carry them back. Have home. you ever gone there uh, and then mistaken the the before <laughs> cleaning water with the after cleaning water? <laughs> Almost. Like, if it was dark, you take it, scoop up from the wrong tank, and like, <laughs> well, it's well, filthy. There is actually sometimes I get there, and then um, all the like the. Or like the dirt from the water, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's stored in like a big container. And the, it comes out on sort of rails. The big container comes mm-hmm. out from a door. Yeah. The door opens and it comes out. It's like a big container with like full of like the most oh beautiful God. dirt you've ever seen. It's so beautiful. Uh, okay. It's like clean dirt. <laughs> I don't know. It's so nice. <laughs> but I was... Are, okay, so kind of is it... Um, what, I mean, what kind of dirt? Are we speaking of like uh, earth, like uh, sand and shit, or just uh, like, froth? Just like brown, it's like perfectly brown soil, I guess. Really? But with no rocks in it, it's just... Oh, maybe it's like all the... Um, like when, the, when it floods in farms, you kind of get a lot of soil and shit uh, dragged along into the river, so the river like runs brown. Yeah, that could so maybe be that gets filtered yeah, out. It's, it's like, like fine, filtered sand. Or fine filtered dirt, sand yeah. and dirt. <laughs> Pretty nice. Okay, cool. And of course, um, the cat is always uh, following me up there to help me out. Because it's the must be like the biggest litter box ever. The <laughs> container with <laughs> perfect sand. It's actually a problem because it 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 actually goes in the fields to poop and pee, right? Mm-hmm. So it digs a hole, but sometimes it digs a hole, you know, and then ruin a beat or something like that. Yeah. Because you know they, they don't they don't care. They you know, cats. They're big he, assholes. He doesn't eat vegetables. No, I just ruined them. Hmm. Yes, that's because I've been um, actually a bit worried here. It's been so warm and sunny that like mm. most of the grass areas are starting to go yellow. Yeah, my my lawn is completely yellow now. It's crazy. So it's, uh, it's very dry. We had like one day with like loads of rain, but that's it. Yeah, and I I guess that's too late for the grass. If it's already turned yellow, I think it's just no yeah, way back. No. Probably not. There's even... Uh, I guess I told you... Maybe I told you... Uh, do you remember when I got uh, I got drafted to help fight, like, forest fires? Because yeah. um, <laughs> there's so much forest fires in in this part of, of Norway now, too. It's crazy. So, mm. uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I guess I haven't... I don't know if I said this before, but I'm, I'm an involuntary member of this so, sort of uh, civil defense... Mm. That you kind of get uh, drafted into. They have a, they claim to have like a lottery inside the population or something. And I, one day I just got the letter. <laughs> says congratulations, you're now part of the Norwegian civil defense. Um, and I was like, okay, can I say no? And it said like, if you uh, if you do not show up for boot camp, then you will be put in jail. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm a part of, that. and that, and we get like drafted to, uh, I mean, the fire department obviously does the actual yeah, putting out of the right. forest fire, <laughs> but there's always a lot of gear and equipment and and maybe even some like after watering that needs to be done. Mm. The ground is kind of still; it's not burning, but it might. It's just kind of smoking. Yeah, and we might, I guess it might the, spark and start an out fire yeah. again. So then you'll see one of our people uh, standing there, just hosing the forest for like hours on end, and then <laughs> and then we do like rotation, so it's the next team come and and relieve the last one. But I I got got out of that because I was actually sick that day, uh, and I yeah. actually was because I didn't get that text with the draft came like nine no 
um, six in the evening, I think. Uh, so that day I woke up like, oh shit, I don't feel good. So I called in sick to work. And then at six in the evening, it was like, meet up at the camp in three hours. Um, you have to, you, you are going to work from 9 p.m. till 7 a.m. Yeah, there will be no food. Uh, bring <laughs> your canteen full of water and the helmet. I was like, fuck. But then I realized I can actually just say no because I've already called in sick to work. Yeah. So, but if I had been, if I went to work that day, I actually would have been legally uh, like uh, bound to, to show yeah. up. I would have been, you, well, you could go to jail, but you'll, you'll get like huge fines, you know, if you. Yeah, you're probably not going to go to jail. Uh, for one I think it's like five, offense. it's like 500 dollars in like a fine yeah. if you don't show up so it's like oh so then i got out of that but that just goes to show how how warm it's been it's uh, if this is mm. a, if next summer is like this too then it's no longer any doubt that the world is going under soon <laughs> yeah and that's why i have the cabin huh? yeah let's yeah <laughs> fuck i'm gonna move out there i mean it's it's like 10 almost 10 degrees warmer than normal norwegian summer yeah but the last summer was pretty crap, so I guess it evens out. I just hope next summer it's uh, not this warm because yeah, it makes me nervous. I've never seen like nature and and just you know wither. Dra- <laughs> wither away. Yeah, it looks like Spain up here. Yeah, fucking Spain, Oslo, Spain. I'm just enjoying the weather, really. But, uh. <laughs> but you, aren't you the only one who's always saying that the Norwegian summer is the best? Twenty degrees. And yeah, slightly yeah. clouded, but now it's like twenty nine. <laughs> yeah, that's fine as well. Oh yeah, yeah. I got, but I live right next to water. So I can just run down to the water. And oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Cool down. Yeah, I've been struggling a bit. So it's. Uh, it's yeah, funny it's about that uh, the civil defense thing. Uh, that, that we had yeah. a story, don't we? Where yeah. where I actually I was in the army originally, mm. and then I they said, oh, we have to come back, blah blah blah, to do some stuff, and mm. I said, oh, I don't want to do that because I have some exams. Yeah. And then they, for some reason, they just uh, they said, they said, okay, but you have an option to go to civil defense instead, and you can, you can dodge this time. Yeah, so first, you, I mean, you did the army, the, the, like the, the year, or the mandatory yeah, year. Yeah, the mandatory year. And then later, you got a letter saying you were drafted into the, like, the armed branch of the home defense. Yeah, I guess, yeah. And then you applied for an ext- extension or something? Yeah, I just wanted to delay it because I had an exam on like that week. And I didn't want to like miss oh, yeah. it mm-hmm. because I was really prepared for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's like, ah, oh, we, we can just uh, we ship it over to the, like, to the, the civil the civil defense. The really. same as, as, as I'm a part of. Yeah, because I, I got a bit angry. So they're like, okay, but, you know, we can do something. And, they, yeah. and he said basically, yeah, but then you have to go in, like maybe three times a year instead of just once every three years or yeah. something. I was like, okay, I'll take I'll take that hit. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I got a, I got a uh, got a letter from the civil defense yeah. saying, like, oh, we don't need people right now, so <laughs> you, we just write you out of the system. You know, you know, you know. So I dodged the army oh. and civil defense somehow. Yeah, you were in the army, but you dodged the like the part yeah. where you have to come in every year, once a year, yeah, and do I'm... like a yearly, like a rehearsal or a, like yeah. a drill, basically. Yeah, like a drill, yeah. yeah. And then you dodge the civil defense where you have to go in, like, yeah, like four times a year, we go in and practice yeah. like uh, how to put out fires and and uh, radio GPS uh, first aid, which is maybe the only practical thing there. But yeah, yeah that, so then you, and basically you just, you got out of uh, this mandatory thing that people are just dying to get out of. People would pay 
tens of thousands of kroner to get out of this shit. And yeah. he just sl- like dodged right out. <laughs> and then yeah. the next day you got a letter where you were drafted. <laughs> <laughs> I was down on the list like one step. And then you found out that my brother actually got drafted to the, the armed part or the, the, the... Oh yeah, did, didn't To he? the home guard, yeah. Yeah, he took my place. <laughs> so I'm in the civil guard, he's in like the home guard. And you dodged both. <laughs> you crazy motherfucker. Just luck. Yeah, that's annoying. Uh, yeah, yeah, I haven't actually been to a drill in a long time. I'm going to jinx myself now, but uh, maybe yeah. they ran out of money or something. I hope they do, because they're on some kind of budget. Like, yeah, they must uh, be. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure all these forest fires must really drain their budget. Yeah. So maybe it's a stroke of good luck, like in disguise, because yeah, they probably use up all their cash now, so they don't can't afford a drill. Yeah, for, that's probably why. So yeah, I'm happy. But um, my wife actually said to me like, Aren't you going to actually go to one of these, um, like, uh, drafts soon? You're going to go to jail. <laughs> I was like, no, I won't. Because last time I was actually sick. Before that, I was literally out of the country. Yeah. And that's a legal excuse. And the, the time before that, I was drunk. Yeah. Um, and that's <laughs> also... And you're not allowed. And uh, <laughs> as you can probably understand, it's kind of a loophole. You're not allowed to yeah. show up if you're drunk. Yeah. One time, uh, I, I will freely admit it, uh, I got the text, and then <laughs> and I started, I started drinking. drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then it. I was like, no, I've been drinking, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you will get at least three warnings before anything serious happens anyway, so I don't, uh, yeah. wouldn't worry about it too much. Yeah, and I've, I've, been, to, I've been to one forest fire thingy, mm. and uh, I've done a couple of searches like if if anyone goes missing like uh from old person's home or something like old senile ladies walking around somewhere then we have to go like uh mm. through the forest uh what's that called yeah we're going a line yeah yeah go like in the long line you know and search thing. Yeah. i've done that so i've been part of something and but the biggest thing, the crappy thing, is you you don't get um, paid for it. I mean, yeah, you get you get like a token pay, but it's like it's mm-hmm. peanuts. So if I'm like, I really have to go to, uh, I would, let's say if I'm planning to actually work and work overtime maybe one day and like really make some money, mm. and then I get a text like you have to show up at the camp, I'm like, yeah. oh fuck, because I don't get paid for not being here because. I'll you know if I, the hours I'm not here I'll I, I kind of owe them back to their work so I have to just work for free later to catch up mm. and then I get like uh, some sort of it's like thirty percent of what I would normally get like for showing up to the camp and the, it's yeah. so annoying it's like you take my time you take my money take my life <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, as for, you know we live in a society so everyone has to do their part you know yeah fuck you. <laughs> Man. Oh well, yeah, cool. So everything good in the at the cabin. Yeah, unless uh, the whole lake dries up in the heat. Yeah, you got a canoe recently? Yes, I got a canoe. Big ass canoe. I've yet to try it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's so big you literally can't carry it alone, right? Yeah, I, I guess I need to use like the wheelbarrow to just balance it and just roll hmm. it down. But I, I, I didn't buy it for me to go out the lake alone. <laughs> right? That's you know, true. To bring the family and stuff. Yeah, I don't really care about the canoe. That so much. It, you don't really. I mean, 
you don't need to use it like all the time. You you would rather just wait for a good uh, occasion. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna stress. Like, mm. I'm not gonna sit there getting feeling bad because I haven't been in the canoe. <laughs> well, you know that's a, that's a real thing. You know, I've I heard these stories of people who. Well, I'm sure a canoe is is you're fine. You're, you're probably fine. Yeah. But I've heard of people who like uh, they buy a boat, like a proper boat, mm. and they buy a cabin, like on the, on the mountain, mm. and. Um, yeah, let's just say that rich people or people who are like hit the fifth, their fifties, yeah, they may buy stuff. Yeah, they may be debt free. They may mm. have like inherited from their parents or something. Yeah. So they buy a cabin and the boat. And I mean, a, f- a friend of my family actually got like a heart attack and and had to quit his job and stuff because he was like a bank manager. Uh, he had so he had to work so much, and he knew he had this, this cabin. Just kind of waiting for him up on the hill, you know, yeah. and he never got to be there, and he's paid so much for it, and it's not not just that it cost him money, but he he felt like he needed to be there to to yeah. um, uh, you know justify the that he actually had a cabin and he had a boat a completely different place in Norway <laughs> to Classic. some sort of a, yeah like to a marina because <laughs> you rent like the space in the marina, yeah. uh, so he was like. I have to, I have to go out on the boat this weekend. You know, I have to use my boat. But oh no, what about my cabin? I have to use my cabin too. But uh, and uh, he actually had to sell his boat, sell his cabin, quit his yeah. job. All right, because of, uh, yeah, I think health. he became a gardener or something. Oh, okay. Because he just had to save his health. <laughs> so all yeah, the extras, uh, just you know, it was like in. Uh, Speaking of which, because you have a cabin and a canoe now, so yeah. now you need to well, yeah. take care. And to calm down. <laughs> yeah, take care of it, <laughs> My heart can't handle yeah. it. You'd be like painting a miniature, and then, but my canoe, yeah, I have to use canoe. my canoe, oh my god. <laughs> uh, so, <clears throat> I guess we've planned for a little freestyle. We really have a... Uh, like a proper setup this uh, this episode. No, uh, just because uh, we don't really have. I uh, just dropped in there, didn't I? And yeah, you weren't really prepared. <laughs> it's uh, we're kind of winging it, and uh, my list of uh, topics was surprisingly short. But that's because we recently did a, a Norwegian podcast episode yeah. uh, with uh, me, you, and uh, was it Vidal? No, um, two two Thomases. Oh, it was double Thomas. Yes, yeah. me, you, and double Thomas. Uh, where we kind of spoke about you know the, our game recently, yeah, and how that went. We used so, all our material. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't know, I, and I, I don't really want to go into things twice. So, no. but uh, without going into detail, uh, we can at least say that we played the game. We did, uh, and it was finally orcs versus goblins. Yeah, my orcs versus your goblins, and as uh, Pete said, your goblins looked beautiful. <laughs> Did you notice yeah. he didn't mention my orcs? <laughs> well, he's a nice guy, yeah. 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 He's a weird face, but uh, yeah, he's a nice guy. A weird taste of, uh, like a taste of uh, artistry, apparently too. Since uh, he didn't think my orcs were nice, just your <laughs> your goblins. That was uh, so insulting. <laughs> or maybe yeah. I choose to give him the benefit of the doubt, and uh, of course my army looked good, and he chose to give you some credit to yeah. you know to. Spread it out a bit, but he has seen my goblins before, he and should. I've seen your orcs as well. I guess. Did you bring those to Clash of Kings? Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, did yeah, play my orcs. Seen Actually, seen both armies. So yeah. I don't know why I felt like he needed to comment. Maybe just uh, wanted some spotlight, or maybe just it was a joke in there somewhere. 
Maybe opinion. thought they both looked shit. Because, <laughs> <laughs> of course, his army, you know, with no um, no joke, his army is very beautiful. Yeah, yeah the herd. Uh, yeah, the so herd army. 17. Max Hoffman's herd army. Yeah. It's the bomb. A.K.A. Pete. A.K.A. Pete. Pete Pistol. Pistol Pete. Yeah, that's that's his actual legal name. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. We promised to never reveal it, but uh, there you go. It's out there. It's out and out. Cats out of the bag. Cats <laughs> out of the bag, Jerry. It's out of the bag. <laughs> so all the hate mail he will get now for criticizing your army and mm-hmm. complimenting mine will yeah. now end up in his um, his um, mailbox. <laughs> yeah, so, but, uh, and you won that game? Uh, I did. I got very lucky. So you made you gave me my eighth consecutive loss with orcs. <laughs> yeah, I believe. Uh, but then, fortunately, I played another game against the Tobias. The and same then, day, wasn't it? Right after. Yeah, we played like yeah, I played two games back to back. That was great, and I actually won. So I broke my losing streak, and that was very nice because I was uh, starting to. Uh, it to feels feel good, it. isn't it, when you have an army that you struggle to win with? Yeah. But then you win. It feels good. Yeah, it does. It does. Then it's like you know, you know, you have done something actually yep. challenging, mm-hmm. not just showing up with three hordes of fallen and just winning every game. You know, <laughs> yeah, and then, true. And then claiming you're like genius. True. Uh, actually, I am. Um, well, just to round up, kind of the the hobby segment. Although we're not actually doing segments, but I haven't actually painted because uh, you know I finished. I'm, well, I, I get confused because. The, this is news to the Giant Dwarf podcast, but not to the Norwegian podcast. I, I yeah. painted a lot of orc allies, ogre allies. Sorry, yeah, that's yeah, done. Sure. Uh, after that, I haven't really painted much. But that's not too long ago, is it? Like two weeks. So yeah, you had them in the game versus me. So yeah, uh, yeah, before that anyway. So I, I had a little sprint where I finished all my allies, finished all my. So my list now is complete. Um, but after that, I had a bit of a break because I, I had a kind of a good sprint to do to getting it complete. Mm. So that felt good. Um, apart from that, it's a bit of a, a little summer break from painting. I don't really have any painting projects uh, lined up. Um, no. So I might try to just get some games in instead of painting. It's a, it's too warm. My hobby room is just too hot. I mean, uh, your hobby room is pretty. Did you, did you check it out? Uh, yeah, I looked at the, mm-hmm. the stuff you had. Uh, mm-hmm. I was watching your cat, and uh, yeah. I did a, a, I couldn't resist. Of course, going in there. My legendary <laughs> wardrobe slash hobby room. <laughs> I like that you have a separate door so you can sneak out. <laughs> yes, and in if uh, during like. Yep. Uh, it's the uh, kind of emergency exit door to our apartment. It's <laughs> in my hobby room. So I I love that. in theory, just come home, just go into the hobby room. And, yeah. and leave again and just you know don't say hello to the wife or anything no you can just uh, I'm in the hub room <laughs> yeah. five hours don't, don't knock on the door there's even a fridge in there <laughs> you can just live in there yeah no problem well actually it's not a fridge it's a, it's a freezer so it's a bit limited what yeah. I could uh, yeah, have in there but now it's just so warm I sit in there and sweat like a sauna when the, yeah when I can the, imagine that and, and uh, it's not really a window it's just a tiny tiny window very tiny hatch almost yeah you can open yeah. a door. I think yeah. we discussed this earlier. Yeah, because yeah. I got this reaction to to the Loctite super glue. Uh, it's yeah. not a big reaction, but I just felt kind of. I, well, I went kind of full retard. I used so much. You know, you yeah. you, you feel it when you use too much. You just the, the smell get kind of gets in your face. And yeah. like, oh, sh- okay. But you have to just go. 
you know, you, you started, you, let's say you're gluing something together. It's mm. not like you can just drop it and leave. You have, I mean, that, I have to finish. So I glued these, uh, these ogres and like, I got way too much glue. And like, okay, but fuck it, I'll go through with it. And held it together. And you're holding it there, and you can feel the chemicals yeah, you know, yeah. damaging your brain. But you can't open the window because you have to you have to hold the miniature, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. say that just feeling that so oh, I just aged three years. Yeah, ruined something in my brain. <laughs> so I did that for like uh, three trolls and something something, and I just really felt my throat kind of uh, close up. Mm. It was like oh fuck, uh, really like. Uh, it's not like I had trouble breathing or had to go to the ER, but I, I, felt, I felt a bit constricted in my like my airways and uh, uh, and I yeah it's like I like I had something in my throat all the time. So I googled a bit like uh, super glue <laughs> irritant or airways, yeah. and it was like yeah, it's an irritant. Yes, you have to use it in a well, you should use it in a well ventilated area. Which yeah, with who, a mask and who does that? Who has the time? Yeah. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> But your room is like extreme. I feel like that's like the opposite of what you should have. It's like a Harry Potter uh, because room it's so closet. tiny, isn't it? Yeah. So <laughs> one drop of glue and it's like chemicals. Yeah, pretty much making the whole room. Pretty much. But uh, I never really thought about it. But um, yeah, it's like uh, it's obviously a well-known thing that like glue, yeah. which is that strong, it actually will cause you like airway. Like trouble, it can actually give you like asthma and uh, everything. Yeah, and so, uh, the eyes as well. Yeah, some people get allergic, uh, runny eyes. Exactly. Like but what am I to do? Am I to, should I go back to the crappy old GW uh, like thick plastic glue? I mean, how uh, can I stop using but Loctite? That as well is still uh, it's still chemicals in it, isn't it? So it probably is, but it's it's like the. It's the ingredient in the in like the strongest glue. Yeah, probably it's not. It's either in less uh, volume or it's actually not in those other glues. Um, I guess you could set up like because you have like uh, outside like a terrace sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, so I guess you could glue up there, but yeah, that's what my wife there. said too. I was like, oh, jeez. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, because it is maybe four meters to walk. I guess. Too. <laughs> are you like make? Are you, are you making me out to look lazy? <laughs> but that's what I was going to say earlier. You can yeah. open the door yeah. into. I mean the, out the emergency the door, right? Yes, in the stairway. It will at least get a bigger room. <laughs> yeah, I, I could in theory open. That's so. It's so bad, like Feng Shui, because I'd be sitting. And the emergency door would be open, but and that actually opens out into the to the common stairwell. I mean, this is a it's like a big building you know, and several apartments, yeah. so everyone can just come up and look into my hobby room and walk into my hobby room <laughs> if they maybe they if they want to go up and um, to their own like because the, the next uh, area is like storage. So yeah. let's say if they were like, yeah, I have to get my old uh, winter coat, and then they come up to the stairs and just look. Right into me, gluing shit like, oh, hello, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, what's that chemical smell in here? I knew we did some fishy stuff, toy soldiers and shit. Maybe you can recruit some players uh, this way, you know. Yeah, People maybe. just, oh, what, what are you doing? Mm. It's like, no, it's just this miniature game. You want to have a demo game? Yeah, yeah bring true. out the old table. Yeah, they come up the stairs, and I have a little four-foot table, and I'm sitting like, 
furthest away from them and there's n- there would be an empty chair closest to where they would like <laughs> see me and I could be like come join me you want a demo game <laughs> hey there <laughs> yeah imagine having that that's your booth in like a convention yeah. like <laughs> top floor the only room yeah. oh. like, no hell no old man creepy old get, fart just want to get my old coat <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. It's uh, I probably won't do anything, you know, because it's just such a big hassle to actually like go outside. Um, yeah, and when yeah. you use small amounts, you know, if you don't get like oh shit bloop, then it should be a problem. I should just uh, yeah, you we'll, know, we'll pin like thirty years, I guess. Yeah, that, I mean that's the horrible truth of it, actually. Yeah, it's addictive as well, I guess. Maybe I don't know. It might be like find yourself sitting under a bridge one day and just you know, <laughs> sniffing them like yeah but it's not i mean you my my wife is is uh, currently to, taking a new education to become a nurse and uh, she has seen already it, it's it's her first year she's just finished her first year and she's she's already seen some pretty horrible cases of uh, like uh, airway uh, disease uh. like calls mm. and she's like you do not want calls no. like uh, I don't know what it's in like English it's like collective uh, respiratory it's like a, it's actually like a like a broad term for several breathing related illnesses usually caused by smoking I guess yeah. Uh, yeah. You're, you can't Very breathe common. and you cough all the time common f- of smokers and she had this patient just lying in in his bed and he, he, he can't speak without like he's like yeah. every breath is like struggle to survive so she's like when she heard about this last super glue thing she was like you are going to glue outside and I was like yeah but come on I have to walk all over there that's like four meters <laughs> Like, the distance is fine, but you know you're you're often in like yeah. your little mojo. You're kind of painting and gluing and stuff. I don't know. I should take care of myself, of course. Let's see see what happens. Um, some guys in the uh, see what happens. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> advice. <laughs> well, that's okay. I didn't really mean. It. I will try to, to do something. <laughs> Maybe find some other glue. Um, I think uh, I overheard uh, Walter. The crazy Scotsman on the English team that went over to Lone Wolf. Oh, really? The guy who you hardly understand what says when he speaks on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't believe for a second that any Americans understand a word Walter says on that podcast on the Four Foot Snake. Probably I refuse to believe it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Walter said something about two part like a two part um, like a, a sem- plastic cement or something yeah sure that he used yeah. to glue stuff together and uh, well, maybe that's like less fumes or something so maybe yeah. I should try something maybe that might just be for like plastic figures though but it's worth a shot because I, I use Loctite on everything which may yeah, be so good, a bit of an overkill you know yeah it's good but when it's also lethal then you know maybe I'll save it for my metal big metal minis and try to uh. find some other thing for the, my the plastic, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'll just use sticky tack from now on. I won't glue anything. I'll pin it and then sticky tack it yeah. and then spray it and then it's going to hold. Like, it's barely going to hold. You pin everything anyway, don't you? So. Mostly, yeah. Yeah. Maybe just pin, pin and you see how that goes. 
You can just yeah. pull everything apart. No longer will you struggle to fit your dragon in your army case because ah. it's all just Remove you can pull everything. it apart. Yeah. <laughs> Remove the head, the wings, the feet. <laughs> You just have like a torso with pins sticking out. Looks like a voodoo doll. <laughs> oh well. Come join our tournament, Conquest. Conquest takes place at the Anchor Hotel in Oslo between the 11th and 13th of January. The Friday is an optional team event which goes in the evening and the main event is on the Saturday and Sunday. Conquest was Norway's biggest Kings of War tournament last year and we hope to grow even bigger. We have a bar, and you can even bring your beer to your gaming table. Check out our website, conquest.2d6.no. That's conquest.2d6.no. Hope to see you there. Uh, well, what's, what's been going on? Um... Uh, yeah, I've had some holiday too, actually. I had last week a little um, spur of the moment holiday week. Yeah, that's right. You were gone yeah, suddenly. Went, went to Venice with the with didn't the wife. Didn't tell anyone. Well, well no, I didn't, te- I didn't tell everyone. Uh, <laughs> I, didn't tell, I didn't tell no one, but I did. No, I guess not. It was very few people actually told. Yes, that's right. Yeah. I left like, you know, automatic mail reply. All right, yeah. And I... I um, read this custom message box on my mm-hmm. mobile, so it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty good at doing that. Like, uh, most people just uh, when you call them and they're on holiday, it's like, welcome to the voicemail, and you don't know what what they're doing. Oh yeah. But I actually love to 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 read like, hello, I'm on holiday. I'll be back like on Monday, the 25th. <laughs> you know, so I know people are getting the info they it's need. Such an American thing to do. <laughs> I feel like, like in the movies, people do that. Also, I'm like the only guy you know who does that. <laughs> yeah, I would never do that. On my phone? No, on my work phone. Just yeah, but still. Okay, yeah. Uh, email, yeah. <laughs> but I don't like to, you know, pre-record messages. I never listen to them anyway. I mean, yeah, I know what you mean. It's a bit awkward to, to write. Yeah. It, you always sound like you're a bit nervous when you... Yeah. I mean, when I, when I listened back, I'm always like, ah. Oh. I sound like uh, I don't know. I sound sound like I'm scared of the phone or something. But yeah, I just do it. Uh, but um, yeah, I had a week. We went to Venice. It was beautiful. Uh, I've been there like three times now, so it was really cool. We didn't feel the need to visit uh, all the touristy stuff. We kind of just uh, hung uh, out and enjoyed it. It was uh, yeah. And, uh, I guess now you you found you found some sort of yeah, I mean the least touristy places maybe or like less yeah. of a touristy place. Yeah, absolutely. Not, yeah, uh, avoiding our, the tourist traps. Yeah, absolutely. We have our kind of favorite uh, places to go and stuff to do, um, and uh, yeah, it was cool. It was nice. So, uh, my wife is actually uh, she has gluten allergy, yeah, like a celiac. So we have to actually take care of where we eat. Um, which makes Venice kind of expensive because mm. we, um, you can survive there. There's there's lots of small, like almost like windows that sell pretty big pizza slices. Yeah, and like uh, you can even buy and, and beer cans. You can they're pretty liberal, uh, at least uh, in my interpretation. You can just kind of walk around with a beer can and a big slice of pizza. Yeah, um, Europe, isn't it? yeah I guess. I'm not used to it. Norway, 
you get beat down for having an open <laughs> can in public. But um, um, yeah, so but we can't do that, and and I can't do that because that would be horrible of me to just oh a pizza oh, slice, yeah. you know. And she's like, I can't eat that, so I have to, you know, we have to do it on her terms. So. Um, uh, but Italy is actually surprisingly good at uh, gluten-free food yeah. uh, because uh, I don't know who told me this, but someone told me that because Italy's um, like um, food culture is kind of only pasta, pizza, yeah. and bread. It's a lot of flour, isn't it? Yeah, wheat. It's wheat, yeah. wheat, wheat. Because of that. Uh, apparently, they've started this screening program that uh, all the kids uh, at a certain age get like tested for uh, celiac yeah, yeah. disease or like wheat intolerance, and they found out that oh, it's a surprising big percentage that actually has mm. it. I don't know the percentage. You know, maybe it's like three percent. I don't know. Still a lot of people. Yeah. And and uh, uh, they've become extremely good uh, to my surprise I was really scared like we went there and I was like oh we're not going to find any food that she can eat but they, you can go to a restaurant uh, eat, and not not just the fancy ones to any any of their kind of uh, you know if you, you know if you go to a, like a big square and it's like cafes yeah. with like outdoor seating kind of uh, going out into the square and maybe a couple of restaurants but you just assume they're not very good because they're like a part of this big square where people mostly just drink yeah we went we went went to like like one of those like oh this place probably don't have gluten-free food because it's just like a square cafe slash restaurant yeah. and i was like Okay. Hey, like, do you have any gluten-free food? And he, he's an Italian waiter with a slightly, you know, he spoke good English, but he had a, a very yeah, accent. Yeah, accent. Yeah, he was like, yes. Uh, um, and he said, uh, all of this, you can get the gluten-free. And I was like, what? And he pointed to, like, the pasta menu. The, like, oh, yeah. uh, let's say eight, seven or eight different dishes like mm. spaghetti with this or tagliatelle with that ravioli I was like what? you can make all that gluten free? how? like it's pasta yes we have a gluten free pasta I was like what? But, but can I trust them though? yeah and that's yeah. the thing because we we, <laughs> we just said well we have to try it and so first year we just had to try it and yeah, it, it was alright they, they've become so aware of the problem yeah, sure. that they just okay but we don't have to make pasta out of wheat we can make it out of uh, uh, they make it out of lentils or or uh, like beans or whatever just some kind yeah, of sure. flour that's not wheat yeah and you know it's not as, as soft and bendy but it's still good and um that's just so amazing that we can go there and to this country that I just assumed was like the gluten central of the world. And they are like, no, oh, we have gluten free pasta and everything. Oh, cool. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> but uh, the story that I, that I came to mind that I have to tell you is that, unless you had something to comment on, on, on that. No, just that uh, my friend almost died because an Italian claimed, you know, there was no nuts in the ice cream. <laughs> Oh yeah, but that that was, oh yeah, you have to do that. Well, that was nuts, though. That was not gluten. Okay, yeah. tell us that. That's, I remember you just told me that. That's yeah, because we were in Pompeii, right? And that's like it was this ice cream salesman, and my friend, she's like super allergic to nuts. Yeah. Right. So we asked, like, you know, we know we knew enough Italian to like ask, mm-hmm. you know, if there's any nuts in this, like nucci uh, yeah. or whatever. 
And the guy's like, Nucci? No, 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 no Nucci, no Nucci. And he was like, he was so sure there was no nuts yeah. in any of his ice creams. Like Adamant. Yeah, there was no nuts, no Nucci, any, anything. Not a problem. And we were in Pompeii, and that's kind of, it's like, you know, it's, it's not easy to get there. Yeah, you is know. it like uh, countryside Italy? Yeah, it's very countryside, and uh, it's, we had to take like a train to Naples, yeah, and then uh, the, the train from there as well. So you know, we spent yeah. like ages getting there. Pretty cool that you were in Pompeii, though. That's cool. Yeah, it's yeah. an amazing place. You mm. should probably go there at some point. Mm. Uh, yeah, this uh, this ice cream guy, of course, was he had no nuts in any of his ice creams, <laughs> you know, and she, so she order, orders an, an ice cream. First thing she does, you know, a spoon, put it in her mouth and just eat. And it's like a big, the biggest piece of nut you've ever seen in that ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, you know, her face just gets you oh, know, no. super big and her tongue like hanging out. Oh, and no. this this Italian guy is like, it was, I'm just telling you, like, there's nuts in it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, really? <laughs> <laughs> and he, he doesn't care. He's like, yeah, whatever. I'm just selling ice cream. <laughs> So yeah, we <laughs> luckily she had like some sort of um, some pills uh, mm-hmm. with her, though, but, she, uh, but she didn't have enough uh, oh, wow. pills. Uh, so she was like, she was fine, but still like in a lot of pain, and her face mm-hmm. looked um, um, yeah horrible. So um, she um, she probably should have had one of those uh, epipens or something. Yeah, like probably a shot or something. Yeah. Her thigh, probably yeah. Jesus, she, she, so she had... actually could have died. She could have died if she didn't have those pills. Countryside Italy. <laughs> and a, and a, a Just, nut uh, reaction. Because yeah. those nut allergies are crazy. Yeah, like, some of them, yeah. Uh, she could have died in like a you know, Roman villa. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, yeah. Pretty romantic though, dying in Pompeii. <laughs> Next to those... That's uh, a pretty lethal history. Those uh, 2,000 year old uh, bodies yeah. that are scattered yeah. around there. It's pretty ironic. She survived... Uh, well, she wasn't around for the <laughs> volcanic eruption... <laughs> But she died later from some nuts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's uh, quite something. Oh man, yeah, that's a hor- yeah, that's like funny and horrible at the same time. Yeah, that guy, no Nucci, <laughs> and then he was just really, <laughs> and then ah, whatever. I see him just closing his booth and walking off or something. Yeah, he, he didn't care at all. He was not that's helpful. Crazy. Yeah, but you know, we we have some. Sometimes you kind of get this feeling because. Uh, there's a lot of it, like ice cream in Italy, or like the gelato. You know, it's a special yeah. kind of ice cream. Yeah. It's more like uh, soft and yeah. um, you know, kind of almost runny. And uh, and uh, my wife often often I like um, maybe you can you know can you eat this? And I'm um, in theory she can, but yeah. uh, we ask and it's like is there gluten? And you know, there's two ways to. To kind of uh, to to know that you shouldn't eat it, and one is if they kind of show like, huh, no, what's that? Gluten? Uh, <laughs> what gluten? No. Uh, if they kind of show like uh-huh. they don't understand, then okay, we're going somewhere else. But the uh-huh. other is kind of what you said. Yeah. If they're so like, <laughs> uh, like no, and you're like really, because usually <laughs> it's only like uh, one or two of those types that's like gluten free, yeah. and the rest is definitely gluten but you know there's no there's no big chunk of, uh, of like uh, like you said it was a chunk of nut that in theory yeah. you know if you had, if she had been more lucky maybe she'd spotted it maybe it like stuck out or something yeah it was uh, 
before she ate. Uh, yeah, you know, it was, she, you it was know, bad she, luck that it was like inside the the scoop. Yeah, and she was so sure that you know this guy was yeah. honest. <laughs> but you can't see the the gluten. You know, no, it's, no, it's, it's in it's there. So, but if they're like yes, then I'm like oh they said yes, and Holmes like no, no, and she, she's so skeptical. You and know? also if they mix stuff. In, yeah, 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 they use the same scoop, kind yeah. of a bit too liberal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I guess it's a difference in ice cream salesmen and like a restaurant, though. And they, yeah, the restaurants probably should. Yeah. More. So here's uh, what what like sparked this all uh, that I wanted to tell you. <laughs> it was we went we, we had been to a museum. It was actually the Guggenheim in Venice. Oh, they have a Guggenheim. Yeah, she moved from New York to Venice. Right. And started uh, right. her collection, or moved her entire collection, or something to to Venice. So mm. um, it's like the Guggenheim Art Museum, uh, and we've been there and uh, been a couple of other museums. Uh, checked checked out some uh, some some cool stuff. Just walked around, and it's so much uh, hidden, like museums and, and exhibitions in Venice. You can kind of just walk around, and mm. you see a poster, and like, hey, we'll drop in here. And, Saw some cool architecture. And yeah, there's a sex museum right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why should I go in here? There's a sex museum right there. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we had been there. And it was like, oh, we're kind of hungry now. And it's it's warm. And we should probably get dinner. And we walked. It was kind of a quiet street behind the Guggenheim. And it's kind of long. It's kind of removed from... Like, most of the restaurants are kind of across the river. Mm. In Main, like the main area. Um, but it was we didn't want to like cross the river and walk all the way up there, so we and we stumbled upon this restaurant and it said Michelin star like the Michelin guide. Oh, yeah. well, Michelin star here, wow! <laughs> and it looked really quaint, real nice, and well, you know, yeah. TripAdvisor recommends and all these stickers on the door, and like wow, and like a actual Michelin star. That's amazing. We have to go in here, and we came in and. Like, hey, you know, do you have anything that's gluten-free? And they often do. It's kind of this question I usually ask, you know. And he's yeah. like, and, yes, yes. And I said, do you have a risotto? Like a risotto? And he said, yes. And uh, I said, is it gluten-free? And then he did what is a good sign. He said, of course, risotto is always gluten-free. Which is actually correct, because it's made... Okay. You know, with rice and... Uh, yeah. If you make a risotto with gluten, then then there's no reason for you to to put anything with gluten in it. No. So risotto is the safest thing for, for, for her to choose when she's out. Because mm. they really have to fuck it up to make a, a risotto have gluten in it. Yeah. And he was like, of course, risotto is gluten-free. And I was like, that's my favorite answer. <laughs> We're going to eat here. Because then I trust the guy. Because he, yeah. he kind of looks at me like I'm an idiot. idiot like... <laughs> You fool, of course not. It's like, uh, I trust you, buddy. You fool, not Yeah. <laughs> so then uh, we'll do this, and we ordered the risotto, big, and like a bottle of Prosecco, and uh, it's all right, you know, sat down there. And uh, while the Prosecco came out, and we had a glass of Prosecco. It was, it was all right. You know? uh, and then they came out with a cart with the food. And uh, the risotto... And keep in mind, we ordered a gluten-free risotto. You know, we've been very, like, you know, yeah. she's very, like, sensitive. And they had made they had made the risotto, they kind of baked it inside oh. a huge loaf of bread. Yeah, I guess that's how you do it. 
That's how you get gluten into risotto. That's how you get gluten in risotto. <laughs> so all oh, we yeah. saw when they came out was a huge like loaf of white bread. Like, what's that? A huge loaf of bread? We haven't ordered that. And yeah. they had cut a huge hole, like a hole. And in that hole, they had... Well, yes, to be fair, there was like, uh, um, you know, uh, aluminum foil, tin, like foil. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, oh, most wow. of the risotto hadn't technically touched the bread. Yeah, but it's, can't really be sure. Of yeah. course, it's going to be crumbs. And yeah. it's like this crusty, crusty loaf of white bread. And we... We didn't know whether is this is this a joke? Yeah, <laughs> is this maybe the cruelest thing anyone's ever done to to my wife in like when we've been to a restaurant. A... You put my food inside of like a big loaf of bread, and we were like, <laughs> they just wanted to see if she could manage. I guess yeah, like, it was like a, they had yeah. like a bet on the, yeah. the back room. I don't know. Let's and, see how she gets through this. And the waiter was so horrified because he knew his thing, right? He knew his yeah. business. But the kitchen staff just totally ruined it for him. And wow. the chef, that's the chef who allegedly has a Michelin star. I guess he's so fancy that, you know, he's used to doing whatever he likes, I guess. <laughs> no way that they deserve that, that star. <laughs> and we just, no, you, you you have to send it back. We can't, we can't take the chance, you know. No. He's like, oh, are you very sensitive? Yes, I'm fucking sensitive. Yeah, it's you like know? the consequences are, you know, in the least is like, you know, a runny stomach, which is horrible in itself. Yeah. But, you know, in the worst is like death, isn't it? Mm, uh, I don't know about that, but uh, she would get really stomach pains and, right. you know, yeah, probably, you know, a runny, runny stomach and, and just, and, uh, you know, you, 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 her, she gets these really, like, dark rings under her eyes. She, yeah, it's not she looks thing. like she has a fever and, yeah. I mean, uh, if you're on holiday, if you're, you're three days in Venice, you don't want, you don't want 24 hours <laughs> or that. Recovering. Be, exactly. <laughs> so... Yeah, so they had to send it back, and the waiter was horrified, and we were horrified. Was like, if if I hadn't like had a big bottle of prosecco, I, I would have probably just walked away. Yeah. But we kind of felt like we were invested, and he was like, "Oh, we make a new one." Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's good. I mean, yeah, you have without to without the bread. I hope. Yeah, without the bread. <laughs> and then they were like, "Oh, you, you can get. Uh, you want something? Uh, it will take like twenty more minutes. You know. Yeah. Naturally, it takes time to make it in like a pot of risotto." Yeah, sure. And do you want some ham? Do you want some ham? And we're like, well, we did order the vegetarian risotto, but, you know, yeah, we're not, like, strict vegetarians, so... And we were so hungry, we were like, yeah, I guess, you know, I'm sure there's something else on the platter than just ham, you know? Yeah. Like a couple tomatoes, and I'm, I can eat, it, like, a ham or two, like, one of those oh. pruschiotto, like, those thin slices Yeah, of ham. those are pretty good. We got a big, uh, like, a big plate of just ham. Just ham. Just like the prosciutto. <laughs> and like, oh, fuck. Because that, you know... Was it at least salty? No. It was kind of like soft and... Uh, it was like... Know. It almost made me like... Uh, uh, my gag uh, reflex almost like... That's uh, not the best. When I, uh, so, <laughs> it kind of made us eat the fucking ham. <laughs> even though we prefer to have you know vegetarian... Meals. Uh, not sure every this time. Wasn't some sort of hidden camera thing. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, and then the risotto came out. It was all right. You know, it was decent. It was fine. It wasn't one of the best ones, but yeah, okay, finally. And then we were like, oh, "That was all right." So, is there more? 
because we usually get we have like one or two favorite restaurants there, and there you actually get the whole pot. All right. And there's enough for like two portions each. Mm. But no, that was all. We got one small portion each. It was at Michelin star, you know. You know you're gonna get you know less. Exactly for the money. The wife said that. Fuck, we should never chosen the Michelin star restaurant just for the size of the food. You know it's gonna be small portions. Yeah. And I was like, oh jeez, okay, let's just get out of here. And the waiter was like, "Do you want any dessert?" "No, no, let's just give me the bill and I'll and yeah." <laughs> so we got the bill. It was horrible. It was Michelin price as well. <laughs> it was a hundred euros. Yeah, like uh, hundred and five euros. It's like a hundred, hundred and ten dollars. Yeah, or something crazy. like that. It's over a thousand kroner. And uh, and people. then they made one final attempt to kind of please us since they kind of fucked it up for us. They gave us a tray of cookies. Oh. Non-gluten-free. <laughs> Fucking gluten cookies. And I was so insulted on my wife's behalf that I paid the bill and I took that tray of cookies and I poured it into the champagne bucket water. Oh, yeah. And I put the towel over the bucket again. Just fuck you. Fucking restaurant. <laughs> so when that way, and I said, "Yeah, thanks. Goodbye. Have a good night." And then when he's gonna go and collect that bucket, he'll take up oh, away the towel, and he'll uh, see all these cookies in the fucking water, and just oh yeah, they're not happy. You should have, you know, pooped in it. <laughs> it's really yeah, the uh, uh, wife said uh, her her friend her favorite revenge act that uh, one of her friends did once was when they were in a restaurant I know where but there many years ago they were in a restaurant and they were really displeased <laughs> and her friend which is really cool because she's uh, she's a Russian of origin so she's kind of hardcore if she, if she uh. wants to be she went into the toilet <laughs> and she had a huge shit <laughs> like yeah. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna poop in, on their toilet, like you know. And I'm gonna stink up their bathroom. It's not very ladylike, but that's what I l- like about yeah. uh, her. She's like, uh, yeah. Her revenge was go and take a huge dump. Hopefully clog it. That's Hopefully clog possible. it. At least stink it up. And I was like, that's amazing. Pretty good. Yeah, but that was like, and we had yeah. just had to fucking kind of laugh it off. Like this is this was so ridiculous that we just have to laugh. It's a it's a fun story though. You know, that's what we just said. It's a fun story. It's going to uh, be a fun story for everyone. And I... restaurants. And I didn't want to react, you know, right away. Because I was on holiday. I wanted to enjoy myself. But today, it's one week later. I wrote a scolding review on, like, TripAdvisor. Yeah, good. And um, I tried to email the actual Michelin guide. I didn't mm. find an email. I'm still searching. I want to write in, like, uh, you cannot give this dump a fucking star. How difficult it is to get one star now? Is that, like, I don't know, the rules? Like, is that good? I mean, or? most places have no stars. You yeah, know? I guess. It's, but uh, it's like, is every every restaurant, are they actually, like, uh, are they in the pool, sort of? Yeah. Uh, they're, they claim to kind of check out all the oh, okay. hottest and latest restaurants, or restaurants that they know... Uh, Actually, read a, like a little criticism because it's like no way they they check out every single restaurant in the world. I can't they go on. They've been criticized for going on if they know a chef is has yeah. a new job and that chef mm. earlier had a star. They'll probably give him a star in his new restaurant. And you know, uh, 
they're play they're no there's no way they can actually make it by everyone that has to star and check them every year even that's almost impossible oh, for them it's weird who are all these people yeah <laughs> yeah no. the secret agent's life you go yeah, around fuck. eating all the time <laughs> yeah but yeah that was that was crazy yeah is art dressed like the michelin guy you think The Michelin man? Yeah, the man. <laughs> <laughs> like, with the tires. That's not the same. <laughs> What? That's not the same. It must be. It's a tire <laughs> manufacturer, isn't it? Yeah, but I guess I always thought it was like the same thing. <laughs> I don't think it is. But I, I hope they were Michelin man. It's not like Ghostbusters? Yeah. Where the Michelin man gets like huge? But it's not. It's, uh, it's supposed to be him, I suppose. But I think it's called something else in the, in the Ghostbusters uh, movie. Probably. I can't remember now. But it, I think, yeah. But everyone like gets it's the Michelin man. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a similar thing, isn't it? I guess it? Like, like giant size. Yeah, like marketing yeah. thing. I don't think there's a link, but uh, I don't know. What do I know? <laughs> Before this, I hadn't even been to a Michelin star restaurant. Might but have been, but yeah. now I have, but I regret it. I re- regret every moment. But it's like when you go to a fancy restaurant, uh, like let's say in Oslo. I mean, you see, like, oh, here you get like uh, what, like five dish meal or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, how is that impossible to eat? Yeah. But and then, but then they get the first one. It's like, oh, okay, it's just a piece of broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's why because you know one meal is just one piece of broccoli that is true yeah. it's like uh, I never enjoy those places I get stressed mm. out and the waiter yeah. will come all the time like giving out yeah. plates and it's like oh okay how do you eat this then it's like okay yeah you kind of just want a big curry dish or something like a yeah so much better isn't it? rice and a, like a stew or like a curry and, and it doesn't even have to be super big just like one get get my food in front of me mm. And I can eat that, like... Yeah. I, that's why I like the tapas, right? Mm-hmm. When you get everything at the same time. Yes. And you can, you can choose. <laughs> that, that's, that's the best thing ever, isn't it? Yeah, you know, uh, me and uh, Hannah, we were at a tapas restaurant in uh, in uh, the capital of Mallorca. Palma. Palma de oh, Mal- yeah. Mallorca. And because uh, we, we like that, too, because, you know, there's a yeah. lot of tapas restaurants, of course, very common in Spain. And most yeah. of them will... They will uh, accommodate our... Uh, style of tapas which is like you say order everything mm. and get it all at once yeah but this yeah. restaurant this one restaurant <laughs> that we went <laughs> to it was the best tapas in the Palma they had won <laughs> awards and shit for like being the or the Michelin as well uh, probably yeah <laughs> and they refused to put everything out because that was not the traditional way <laughs> oh no this was traditional Spanish tapas so we were like we want uh You know, we want uh, mushrooms, and we want uh, potatoes uh, in the tomato sauce. Uh, I mean, just let's say, and then the prawns. Let's just for example, those three yeah. things, right? We ordered more, but it's a good example. So first, we got a bowl of mushrooms, and like, <laughs> oh, well, this looks good. So are, are we going to wait for the rest, or should we just start? Yeah, we'll start. You know, we yeah. eat a couple of mushrooms, and then it's like, well. You know, I'm I'm kind of had it with the mushrooms now. Uh, I wish we had some other flavors yeah, to that's the whole point, to mix it? it up with. <laughs> But like, okay, well, let's just finish these because we're really hungry. Mm. And then they came. Oh, took them. They took our empty plate and they put down the potatoes in the tomato sauce. We're like, oh, potatoes, nice. And like, mm. and then we just I felt like I have to, I have to ask. Like, excuse me, um, do you know if the all the other dishes are coming? Like, we ordered like eight yeah. dishes. No, 
<laughs> and I, what, what, what do you mean? How can we? Oh, maybe did you misunderstand our order? No, no, this is. Uh, you don't get any everything at once. Uh, you get one at the time. <laughs> it's like what? What the fuck kind of place is this? No traditional Spanish tapas. One at a time. Who cares if it's traditional? Yeah. So then we got sick of the potatoes. Like oh, I'm yeah. fucking tired of the potatoes. Yeah. And then we got the the prawns. I was just well, that was just two prawns each. So we you know that was still good. We didn't get sick of that. And then, but you know, with some of those oh. things, you don't want to eat all. You know those. Um, um, what are those? It's like bacon wrapped uh, prunes, or uh, yeah, I guess I have those. I think then, that's what it's called. And then like it's some kind sort of special. Sauce it's very, thing. it's very like uh, a powerful flavor. So many people don't like it. It's like, mm. uh, but is it a prune or what is it? It's like a date, like uh, yeah, dates, dates, yeah, probably dates, dates yeah. with uh, bacon around it. Yeah. Those are like you can eat like two, and you're like, oh, jeez, that's that's so like too much. But you had flavor. to finish them to get yeah. the next meal. We're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 like <laughs> and the waiter is like looking at you like, yeah. no, you have to finish. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm like if I eat one more like bacon wrapped date, I'm like gonna puke because <laughs> I love them, but I like to have like a half bite every once yeah, in a while. Maybe or, dip it in some of the other dishes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, no, no. <laughs> oh, jeez, yeah. yeah so, He's so he was like a parent, this guy. The waiter. Yeah. <laughs> eat your food before the next one comes. <laughs> you get dessert if only if you eat everything. Yeah, so I guess our conclusion is uh, stay away from the fancy restaurants. Yeah. Fuck me! Uh, have you ever experienced like, you know, I, I like wine, right? Mm-hmm. So I order wine for food, but I don't, I don't follow the rules of wine. Okay. Right. So I will order like, even though I know, you know, to fish you want white one or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. And then the, uh, you or but I don't, I don't. Want, sometimes I don't want white wine. Mm-hmm. You know, I want red wine. Yeah. So I just order red wine to whatever I have, and you can see the waiters like, but you know, you should order white wine to this. Yeah. I don't care. I want the red wine. That's what I want right now. What is this? Uh, why? Yeah. It's, it's subjective, isn't it? What's good to what? I Stupid. Guess. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And do they kind of try to uh, insist, like, oh, no, 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 for this, <laughs> well, you want the white wine. <laughs> I never had anyone insisting, okay. but, you know, it's just it's just that they, I mean, how could they claim that this is better than this to this? I mean, it's, it's probably some chef who, who just started that, like, that's the thing. Yeah, sure, know. but I'm sure this is subjective. Yeah, it's probably a customary thing. I don't think it's a scientific proof that, you know... No, probably not. That sort of... That's like saying, I want this and I want, like, uh, a beer. Oh, no, you can't have beer. You have to have wine. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm yeah, fucking thing. allergic to grape. <laughs> 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 yeah, maybe you just want the beer. You like mm. red wine, for example. Uh, I want the uh, fish and I want uh, fucking Jaeger bomb. <laughs> <laughs> no, not for this. You should not have the Jaeger bomb. You should have the red wine. I want or imagine the other way around. Bomb. You're, you're, you're ordering a wine. <laughs> like, no, no, for this particular fish, you want the Jaeger bomb. <laughs> like, okay. In a white, like a white cloth restaurant, yeah. really like fancy. For this, my good man. The Jaeger bomb. <laughs> okay, I think I'll try the Jaeger bomb. Since you, 
Pink. Go, go. And you have to drink all at once. Oh, oh that would be a good. Run. That would be amazing. Uh, I'm not a big uh, alcohol. I mean, I'm not big um, liquor guy either. So uh, was, uh, I used to work for this um, film festival, and there was this guy from Singapore that I I was like. Yeah, did, he liked me because uh, he liked comics and I liked comics so we, we got to talk and he was like he was a director from Singapore yeah uh, and then he's like he was like the special guest of the festival right mm-hmm. so then uh, the festival said yeah, you just go and you know you keep him entertained sort of you know just yeah, because all he wanted to do <laughs> was to go to his hotel room mm-hmm. and watch horrible movies that's all he wanted to do when he was not you know doing something at the festival uh-huh. so it's like that's what I had to do I would sit there and watch Stupid movies with him. What kind of stupid movies? Uh, all over the world, like uh, Chinese movies, uh, Western movies, everything. It's like yeah. things he hadn't watched already. And it just... Because this was kind of his trade or his job? So yeah, he, sort of, yeah. He was actually uh, interested in the how they are made and not, yeah. not just the contents, <laughs> but like what kind of angles are they using? Yeah, no, it wasn't like, it was nothing artistic. It was just like, you know, really? uh, bad acting or <laughs> stuff like that. Like just, you know, oh, man. whatever. Uh, but uh, uh, you know he's, he was uh, you know from Singapore and he he had drank a lot of alcohol mm-hmm. and you know and I just and the, someone told me like, yeah, don't refuse any alcohol because they take it as an insult <laughs> if you refuse him if you yeah. so I just had to drink this <laughs> fucking thing and then there was this uh, other lady that came came in mm-hmm. and uh, she didn't really like uh, you know uh, liquor either mm-hmm. <laughs> so she, what she would do she was wait for me to do the shot and then you know switch her drink out with my <laughs> so I ended up with the double oh uh, my god <laughs> so it was like yeah it was a horrible uh, horrible day <laughs> but then the next day you know I, I, I kind of told him oh, I, I can't do any more liquor and he was not insulted in any way as mm. far as I could tell anyway. mm-hmm. so I should have just done that the first day really. yeah you let someone like the Fool you into this? No, he yeah. must never insult. He'll kill you. <laughs> well, you know, he was, he was like a, like a big guy, a big thing for the festival as well. You know, he's gone all came all around from Singapore. Yeah, you know, well known guy. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so like, I didn't want to be the one that you know offended him and he just <laughs> left to make him leave or something. <laughs> oh man, that's a heavy burden. Yeah, go and yeah. drink with this Asian guy, and you know, Asian custom is to never say no if you're. <laughs> It was very funny because we were in the office as well, and uh, mm-hmm. he met. Apparently, there was like another guy from Singapore as well. Mm-hmm. Came, he was a judge, and they knew each other from before. Okay. So they were like, they like, they uh, obviously they talked a lot, and uh, mm-hmm. they invited me to watch some uh, some movie in like the back room in like the the festival uh, yeah. uh, offices. Sounds dodgy. Yeah, and it was. Yeah. <laughs> because they had like it was like a half like a, it was a Japanese like. Some sort of weird, wasn't porn exactly, but it was like you know the content was a bit you know sexual. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this and this guy, um, this director, he was like he was just loving it. Mm-hmm. But this his friend mm-hmm. uh, who was a judge, he was like he was worried that some ladies would from the office would come in right yeah, yeah. and just see three guys in like a you know the sofa just watching this this movie. <laughs> so he was like super nervous. He was sweating. He was like oh, someone's going someone's going to come in. <laughs> So, uh, it was uh, kind of funny because he, he was so nervous that you know some yeah. of the girls would come in and uh, catch us. <laughs> it is a bit of a of a picture: three men watching yeah. a smut movie <laughs> in a dark room. 
And the funny thing is, only one of them actually wanted to watch it. Yeah. And you other two, you're like, shit, 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 shit. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's when I, every time I watch any anime, and yeah. of course, there's like <clears throat> always a lady character in any anime series that has like ginormous boobs. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> come on, why? <laughs> Is that even... Uh, and, and you can bet that at one time, the wife goes past my laptop yeah. when I'm watching this kind of cool anime. Just Is that around. one time where she's in the, in the frame, like, in some sort of... Bathing uh, suit. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, bouncing on a trampoline. Yeah. And, you know. With some sort of uh, mandatory moment where some boys are like, oh my God, and start, you know, <laughs> nosebleed. <laughs> oh God. That amazing anime reaction to... To nudity is like starting to to nosebleed. It's really funny. Yeah. Like, whoop, whoop, it just runs down a little bit. Yeah, what is that? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I always crazy. wondered, like, is that even is there even is there human beings in this world that find you know that large breasts actually erotic in any way or attractive? It's like they're so huge. It covers the whole torso. Yeah, like, I think what? it's like you know, I don't know. Must be some people. Some kind of perversion. There are always perverted people. I mean, you know, some percentage of the population. Mm. But is it really that many that they they, they need one in every anime? But when it's that big, it's kind. Imagine if that was real life. It would just look horrible. Yeah, like the veins would show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh my god, you would never find that attractive at all. No, no, because they would be. They'd pretty much be blue, wouldn't they? Yeah. You know, like the skin would be stretched so tight. You can see like the blood veins all the way down. Uh, Your skin is so stretched. I can actually (laughs) see your silicone implants like through there. (laughs) I can read the like made in China. (laughs) Oh, okay, yeah. You can see the signature of the surgeon. Yeah. Oh. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So I, I guess, guess that was the other entertainment uh, segment. Yeah. You started with a hobby segment, I think. Yeah, I probably did. I don't know. This is why we actually usually do segments. Yeah. Any more wargame related uh, stuff we have to speak about? Yeah, I had this, um, this thing on um, Facebook. And there was this discussion about individual rules. You know, it, it pops up. Uh, quite often, really. Yeah. You know, uh, and my suggestion to this in this whole debate, mm-hmm. of course, which is just my opinion, is like to make in you know, like a third edition scenario. You know, when if it ever comes. Yeah. Uh, for Kings of War, and I would like to see individual rules removed, pretty much, and mm-hmm. exchange with something else, like command groups. Yeah. You know, on like fifty millimeter bases, or maybe even bigger. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Like depending on the, on the. Yeah, whatever figure miniature you want to put up on it. Yeah. Um, but like command group, so imagine if you have like a banner guy, you know, you can make like a little, you know, because everything in Kings of War is great with the multi base, and you can make like beautiful multi bases that looks awesome. Yeah. But you know, individuals, infantry individuals, for example, they're just mm. on this tiny little base, and they look really boring because mm. you can't really do anything with the. With them, the, the base just disappears, so you can just forget about the base. You know? Yeah, you can yeah. make like a tiny. Sometimes maybe you could have a one slightly smaller base and put some extra rocks on there or something. But yeah. I agree that compared to the units, mm. it's almost a bit of a like an anticlimax. Yeah, it is. I feel like that as well. 
So, uh, so my my thing would be like, so I don't know if you want to call it command group. But it could still be one miniature on a base, but let, let's say one flagger mm-hmm. on a fifty millimeter base. You know, you can, then you can have a little bit of terrain on there, and it, it will look kind of cool. Maybe on standing on top of you know some some rock or, uh, mm-hmm. or some description, just waving his flag, like a little bit more like a hobby opportunity on the base of the individual. Yeah, it will look better. And also, I think it would be cool if they had, like, flanks and uh, rear, because then you wouldn't have the, that free pivot, you know, charging out of combat and yeah. all that stuff. That's, yeah, that mm. sounds almost like a, like a war drum, then. Yeah, pretty much a war drum, yeah. That would, that would be... Because uh, that's yeah, like, so, uh, you know, the Mantic model is like two, two or three orcs, and they're, yeah. like, banging on a drum, and yeah. they're on a 50 by 50... And yeah. uh, you can do some stuff with it. You know, I have my uh, drum kit. Yeah, that would be the perfect example. Yeah. So, but like rules-wise, do you see uh, something similar like the war drum? Like to give this buff, like because the war drum gives like an area buff uh, six inches. They give a plus two nerve. Yeah, obviously on a, on a, if they have inspiring, they will that will be uh, uh, of course uh, yeah. a buff. But yeah, it could be anything, couldn't it? I mean, because what's the what do you kind of want this to to do in the game? Yeah, it would just be the uh, a flag. It uh, was what I haven't thought it through uh, to this level, but okay, uh, more like on the visual side. Uh. Yeah, visual and also like remove that. You know, you can have a guy, you know, just you know, individuals. Uh, you know, let's say a bit fly. Can just mm. turn around, fly out of uh, combat, and mm-hmm. you know all that stuff. Actually, yeah, it would be disordered probably. Yeah. But you know, but you know, even if even if it's a vampire uh, on a horse, you know, that can pivot around, you know, individuals. We can yeah. pre-pivot, charge the combat, blah blah blah. Uh, you know, <laughs> he, I, I feel like a vampire lord on a horseback. He he can just as well be on a fifty millimeter base, have mm-hmm. flanks and rear. You know, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I guess we can't speak about the command group without. Going into the whole individual uh, topic again, do uh, we sp- what do do we speak more about dominate or individuals? Do you think? Yeah, I guess there's a tie at this point. <laughs> yeah, well, my point, yeah, but I guess what you're getting at is like maybe maybe they can even make a little bit more out of uh, individuals as well. Yeah, because what I'm thinking is um, maybe I think there might be room for uh, like a like a standard bear guy. Being on a small base because he can, like, he can run around. He, he's not a threat to anyone. No, he could run around and you know hide easily, and that's all right. But the problem is when you have like seven attacks and uh, mm. crushing strength three, right? And yeah. melee two, like yeah. uh, Gakuma or something. Take out units. Yeah. So I think that's that's a good example. I feel like the army standard bearer is all right. He can be small, but. Gakimak, the orc uh, living yeah. legend, is it, isn't I mixed up this. I think it's Gakimak. Yes, I it's melee two plus. But you confuse me with the ogre, I guess. Uh, you, so it's just a similar name. I think Grokogamak is the ogre, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and the uh, Gakimak is the orc. Anyways, yeah. he's on a bo- he's on a boar. Well, he can be on mm. foot, but everyone used to him on a boar. Yeah, he's on a boar. He has two plus melee. Crushing two or three and I think mm. seven attacks. It's really, really good. Um, he maybe is too good to be able to... You know, in my dream world, he shouldn't be allowed to do the free spin, mm. you know, the free pivot charge. So it would be really nice if uh, if if, he, if Mantic wants to keep 
heroes that strong because mm. we shouldn't get into the whole thing but we we previously spoke that we wish heroes were less strong you know some sort of cap yeah but i feel yeah but i feel but, like if they have flanks and rare they yeah. can be stronger right they can be more epic because yeah. they have flanks and rare and they can't mm. like run around like you know some it's just it's yeah. illogical exactly so if that was the benefit of being if you're small you could be allowed to run around and uh, let's say if you're just a standard bearer yeah but if, if you're a fighter then maybe you should be balanced out by you not having the free pivot and actually it should be like if you're because you know you know how infantry heroes are almost never used yeah so what if all the infantry fighter heroes could be on like a 50 by 50 base mm. and just have this cool, uh, like a retinue, uh, yeah. like uh, it's just, it's not, it's not just a dwarf king on 50 base. It's like dwarf king and his shield bearers, you know, yeah. you could use that old Warhammer model where they hold the shield yeah, sure. and the guys on top and he could have this. So what would he need then to, for you to buy him instead of the, like a like a uh, 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 berserker lord on the brock, he should have yeah. something, right? So maybe it should be like some uh, inspiring, of course, as a given. But maybe yeah. like very inspiring, you know, nine inches. Yeah. Um, maybe like uh, every uh, boost to the nerve, like rallying, everyone gets mm. plus one. Yeah, um, some things. cool thing like that. Um, and because then, you, oh, yeah, he's gonna be a bit slower, but he's got he's just a really good. He can be a really good like uh, centerpiece almost mm. for your army. It's almost like how Golok's Fury works now, although that's yeah. a bit over the top. But that's a big model. He has a lot of nerve. He can shoot. He has very inspiring. Um, he's like a centerpiece. That could be oh. an infantry crew. It's like the it's like the general and his uh, staff almost. Yeah, like leading that, that, the... that's exactly what I'm thinking. So yeah. when I said like a banner guy. You know, because I would like to remove the individual all completely. So, uh, if so, it's, but you have to do changes then. So it yeah. wouldn't just be a banner guy on a fifty-minute base, and it would just be inspiring. No, because I guess that would be a bit boring. But yeah, you could do something like that. Like yeah, but make him special then. Make yeah. him something more. Yeah, you know, boost the uh, infantry a bit, and yeah. the, and this other subject would be then what, what about the the mounted heroes? Mm. But they should probably just be nerfed. <laughs> Uh, you know they don't need the whole retinue thing. They should just be because uh, there's there's probably a, a room for quick, agile heroes, but they shouldn't be so powerful that they just go and wreck face alone. Yeah, uh, you know, like three. They should have three attacks. That's good. Maximum. Yeah, what I, what I would I would like to see is just to increase the base size really and just make them. You know, uh, and uh, yeah. still still have flanks, and they can only see ninety degrees. But don't you think some there should be like one gaming piece that can like uh, stop flyers a bit? Like if you land behind, it's uh, or maybe that should be the small guy. Then uh, uh, yeah, I don't know if that's necessary. Yeah, it's been a really key element to. I feel that that's the best thing about individuals, like. Even if you're playing non-cheesy lists like us, then at least we really need that guy sometimes to just turn around and wound the yeah, flyer. It's useful, but, but wouldn't it be better to just you know fix the flying thing then? Oh yeah, that's or, a or something like. Uh, that's uh, true. I guess if they get if they're moving towards lower speed on the flyers, then mm. there's 
they're going to have to work a lot harder to land behind you. Yeah. So at that point, you can probably plan like he can fly like sixteen, not twenty. Mm. So I have a better chance at like refusing yeah. him to land. Yeah, or, I guess or you're even, right. even be able to charge him before uh, he mm-hmm. can charge you or fly over yeah. you. Sort of. Um, this is a topic that I, I'm actually going to speak about a bit later, but I'm going to do a little uh, uh, little flash from that because I actually played uh, a little bit of uh, Ninth Age this past weekend. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, you know, shock horror, don't worry. But the thing is, uh, that reminded me of the old uh, Warhammer rule, which of course didn't have free pivots for heroes, no. but they still had heroes on cab bases. Mm. But no one questions uh, then that, yeah, it's a hero, he's powerful, he's on a horse, mm. like a cav base, and of course he has a front arc. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And if someone lands behind him, like, ah, he got me, you mm. know, damn it, I should have moved him differently, yeah. like, I should have placed him more defensively so he, so he couldn't land outside my front arc, mm. and I played a... Uh, I I was a bit like oh fuck I can't do the free pivot that's and yeah. <laughs> part of me really missed it you know because yeah. I couldn't do it but also I was like remind oh yeah that was actually a, like a thing like a tactical thing like in Warhammer you had to actually plan beforehand yeah but in Kings of War it's like yeah but I, I don't need to plan because I have an individual in the backfield mm. you know but then you had to okay I think it's gonna go like to that side so I'll turn my hero like that way. Yeah. And I'll turn these guys around. Like I would do with any other, any other unit. Yeah. yeah. So if he goes here, I will charge him. That mm. was how it was done before. And so, and we just kind of, kind of gotten lazy that we can just free pivot yeah. and go. So originally, I really feel like there should be some guy not too powerful that should be able to do it. But on the other hand, I I didn't really miss it because I mean no, none of the units can do it and. Kings were supposed to be about the units, yeah, so exactly. why yeah. why are the heroes so damn good? And that's why it's so silly that you know the individuals are the most powerful pieces in a in a game. Mm-hmm. They can just run around, take out units here and there, or even like hold up a unit for the whole game. Mm. It's uh, it's kind of weird, and it's I feel like it's obviously not what the rule, you know, whoever made the rules had in mind when they designed this. I mean, it's just silly, isn't it? Like, yeah. Uh, one individual guy just running into a horde, holding them for like one plus turn, you know, mm. it doesn't seem right to me. And it's, it's obviously something that some people will think is tactical. Yeah. But in my opinion, it's just a bad, bad example of tactics because it's just it's just finding something in the in the rules that can be exploited and using it. You know, to just to make your game easier to win, yeah. Uh, which is some sort of tactic, of course, but it's not like it's not it's not real realistic. It's not it's not even doesn't it's not even doesn't even inspire me. Like, oh yeah, this lone hero he charges <laughs> into horde, and that's that, that's the kind of thing you see in a movie. It's like, oh come on, that's like impossible. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> John Snow wouldn't fight off the whole you know a whole unit of fucking. Uh, White Walkers, wouldn't he? Like, uh, no. even if it did, it, didn't it, he it, try to suicide charge once and he got like stopped? 
Yeah. Is there a scene where Jon Snow yeah, loses runs, it? Uh, runs towards them. Yeah. That's true. But and someone know. tackles him or something? Yeah, but it's obvious that if he had run, run into them, uh, gone all the way, yeah. you know, if he was allowed to do that, he would have been killed. Exactly, that's yeah. my point. Yeah. You know, you just, And you not can't. even stopping them. What the fuck is he doing? Just, How do you stop a unit? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't make any sense, even if you... It if could you, be, though, because... It, I've been reminded a lot about old Warhammer rules this mm. past weekend, which most are are horrible, of course. Um, but I, I, and in my mind, I was like, I, I, for some reason, I, I I thought that you know, if you did that in Warhammer, they just got killed. But the thing is, do you remember that in Warhammer it was like uh, individual bases, mm. and if you actually ran into a unit, it was like. Uh, only three of your guys yeah. can strike at my <laughs> super lord. So, yeah, and when I got reminded, good. I was like, "Holy shit! They were just as broken in Warhammer." Yeah, probably. Yeah, because they would never lose that fight against the no. huge unit no, of, uh, of troops. It would be almost impossible. Yeah. So, if that was like a legacy thing that they wanted heroes in King of Sword to be equally broken. <laughs> then they kind of did their job. Yeah, but I doubt that's the case. But yeah, well, you know, yeah. Who knows? It's like they only, but they broke them in a different way. They broke them with a high nerve and and mm. uh, and and because yeah, it's tanky a, as hell. Yeah, because in Warhammer they could die. You could just if you were lucky enough to go through the armor. Oh, you got a couple of wounds and you were dead. I guess battle and combat resolution could, in theory, in theory. Uh, if he like. Yeah, if he flunked all his attacks. Yeah, but you know. mostly, you know, he would kill yeah. a couple and... Yeah, uh, and you know, leadership would... 10, of course, because, yeah. you know, he was a hero. So that's that's always been there. I think we've just been we've been uh, so uh, well used to, like, good rules that for, it nags us that the individual is so good. But if, the, uh-huh. if, he, if they got really nerfed, which I hope they do get, it yeah. would actually be a kind of a radical change. Yeah. Because they've always had this status of being like, yeah, they're supposed to be... Super duper. Yeah. And I don't think that takes anything from the game. I mean, I would like, you know, cool hero miniatures, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know uh, being cool yeah. in game, not just being a bannerman running around. Uh, but I feel like removing individual rule wouldn't uh, remove that if, if they made, did, uh, made heroes something different, mm-hmm. like we talked about earlier, like giving them something special. Yeah, they have to change something, and also uh, a common um, a common uh, uh, argument when you say, like, we should remove individual rule, is that, oh, but then they become even better, because then they actually get to double and triple their attacks. Yeah, that's true. So then they get... If you uh, get them into flanks. Or yeah, so a seven attack hero would get like 14 attacks in the flank. Yeah. But they should never have seven attacks, should they? <laughs> no. No. They should have <laughs> tops five, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Preferably three. <laughs> yeah, I agree. They shouldn't be like uh, Superman. Like, uh, if, a, if a fucking dragon has ten attacks, why is like a, a guy running around on foot, you know, why is he seven attacks? You know, or, uh, or, <laughs> yeah. or like a horse. But that is pretty sick, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's just not, and he can turn around more than the dragon as well. He can just yeah. spin around and yeah, charge the next one. Mm. Oh no, I didn't want to be here. I charge that guy or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. That's uh, it's like the scale isn't big enough to go from the small guy to the dragon. Yeah, they shouldn't be that close. Weird, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so. Uh, 
it would be cool to see some kind of bigger base for infantry heroes. Uh, yeah. Or uh, yeah. maybe you know, uh, wouldn't that be a chance for Mantic to make? Because you know how you know people are like, yeah, I want to buy Mantic models, but I already had, I already have so much uh, old mm. uh, GW models, so I don't really yeah. need to buy. But what if Mantic created these? Uh, let's call them command groups. Yeah, fifty base with a cool tiny diorama yeah, like a table maybe yeah like and they could sell them you know they could you could go on the website and buy the, the, the yeah with the, mantic points of course yes <laughs> yeah well yeah like only <laughs> mantic points <laughs> that, that is pretty weird um yeah but I, I see what small you're really yeah let's not tangent into that but yeah so they could make these cool dioramas and sell them you know and you, yeah I want to buy that cool elf diorama with a general in his uh uh, you know, actually, because it's almost like they started and then stopped again. Uh, I went into the Mantic Point section on their website, oh, yeah, yeah. and they have this uh, di- little diorama of an elf general. Oh, yeah. He's uh, looking at this sort of... Um, yeah, I think he has like a map laid out. Oh, yeah, that's cool. And that's exactly look- what I'm talking about. Yeah, and he's looking at the map, and he's like holding it. He's, like, look- he's looking very like thoughtful. Mm. He's looking at the map. And I was like, that's amazing. That's... That's so close yeah. to what we are suggesting here. Yeah. And it would be like the... It could be named like the Elven uh, Tactical uh, Squad, yeah. you know? Like and that, yeah. Yeah, the Elven Tactical Squad uh, provides extra tactical yeah. insight for all nearby units. Yeah. You know, they get plus one speed or whatever. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> it would be great. Uh, and they could make it... Uh, and be sell unique it. as well. Yeah, exactly. And... Uh, so they, they can make each one um, like a vampire lord with a couple of, uh, like his wrists and some sort of bodyguard. Yeah. Or you could use that, uh, well, I just said you could buy, and then I say you could reuse the old model for, <laughs> uh, do you remember um, uh, Heinrich Kemmler and his yeah. uh, Krell, the bodyguard? Yeah. They would be a perfect, like, 50-50 base. It yeah, would be like would necromancer be. with bodyguard yeah. or something, you know? They could have special rules. Um, the dwarf with the shield is a good example. Um, Torgrim model. Yeah, the old Britonia list. They had this cool Grail reliquary that they carried. Yeah, yeah that perfect was awesome, for a diorama. <laughs> oh, it would be so cool. Um, yeah. So it's like yeah, all these suggestions, though. So, you know, people come up with the arguments like, yeah, but then that and that would, would be broken. But the thing is, when we give suggestions like this, we assume those things will also be fixed. Yeah, they're not like the. You know, when the third edition comes along, mm. you know, it's not like they're gonna take our ideas and just like, okay, so we, we remove the individual rule, we keep the same stats and everything. It's like it doesn't work like that. You know, obviously they're gonna balance the game out. Yeah, if they, if they do that that big a change, mm. they're gonna balance it out. Yeah, exactly. So I get to, I get a bit frustrated sometimes. I guess I should just blame myself because I'm very over eager and I, I usually just write. All yeah. kinds of shit. Like, oh, wouldn't it be great if, if this and that? And, you know, uh, maybe I should filter myself. But the thing is, some guy always comes and, yeah, but that would break this rule. Yeah, but I was like, yep. Yeah. It's I'm always like, the same seven people, though. Yeah, That's like the, the naysayers. Yeah. No, you can't do that because that would make Bane Chant really powerful. Yeah, but I assume <laughs> they're going to fix Bane Chant or change Bane yeah, Chant. Why are you speaking about Bane Chant? I'm speaking about, like, a theoretical... Rule that you should that you know yeah. that you should consider. It's not it's not in a vacuum. It's it's all a part. Like it's I'm just I'm just speaking about a small part of like yeah. this ideal image that I have. 
Yeah, um, and don't don't take it out of context and no. compare it to these other rules. It's this is third edition speak or you know future speak. It's not like next week. Yeah, it's like a, a good answer. That would be uh, something like, yeah, that's a neat idea, like or something like that. If you agree, like, yeah, that's a neat idea, blah blah blah. Uh, that could be implemented into the rules, of course, yeah. and then and then maybe come with some of your own suggestions mm-hmm. that will fit into you know the topic, mm. not just go you know to bane chant or whatever. Yeah, you know, you know, if if you're a decent human being, I feel like you know, just stay on topic. <laughs> if someone clearly makes it makes it clear that you know this is for the third edition, this is just an idea I had. Yeah, you know, just don't bring up like stupid points that has nothing to do with the topic. Mm. Silly. Yeah. Fuck me, I'm a dwarf. Yeah, I just uh, I don't know. Man, I have this weird instinct of always. I'm always like looking for improvement in rules and yeah. stuff. It's uh, it's it could be it's kind of a flaw sometimes because uh, often I feel like what we should be, maybe just be happy with the game and play it like it is. I just I think I just I, I need third edition to arrive mm. because now <laughs> yeah well <laughs> as soon as possible because yeah, when it, I know when I know it's being made you know and I know someone's in the scenes creating mm. it. That's when I feel like ah, oh, I have to, I have to throw all my ideas out right now, and hope, and you know, and not all of them are even good ideas. But if some of them are good ideas, I hope they get listened to and considered. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to expect to 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 be a part of writing third edition. But if I, if any of our ideas is like good enough to make it, then I feel like I I need to throw it out there. You know. But isn't that why you write it on Facebook in the first place? Like you write idea, not not because you're part of the rules committee for third edition, but you know because mm-hmm. you want to hear other people's opinion on like that rule. Yeah. You know, would that work in some crazy third edition, uh, you know, rule set which mm-hmm. we don't know yet? That, that's yeah. the whole point, isn't it? Yeah, that's the whole point. Just just getting some suggestions out there, and I like just theorizing. It doesn't really. I mean, I could theorize all day long, and we've been complaining about individuals for. For like three years now, yeah. but it's not like we've quit the game. No, it is. It's, if I quit Kings of War, it will be because of the individual thing is just ridiculous. <laughs> that's, that, that's like the yeah, single well, that's thing that's point. like that's sort of, point. you know, it's it's in my opinion, it's stupid. It's just yeah, it's just plain stupid. But you know, I I understand that some people like it for whatever reason. But even as much as we have spoken crap about individuals. We're yeah. still playing still Kings playing. of War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> so it's, game, it? it's not like we raged quit because of that. So uh, I think we're pretty uh, mature about it. And uh, uh, we're probably never. We're not as reactionary as we may seem because oh. all these house rules that we speak about, it's not like we have those in Oslo tournaments. No, it's no. not like you, we give out a free command group when you arrive. Maybe we should start that because in the US they hand out all these weird models. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like you can choose uh, a special guy to lead your army. So you know why don't we do that? We yeah. choose a command group, fifty millimeter base. I actually started this now. This uh, you know the on Saturday, uh, you know two days ago. I started. I started on a command group just to, oh, yeah. to use in my s- yeah okay, my goblin gonna, army. You're gonna uh, make a prototype. Yeah, it's gonna make a prototype. Goblin commander. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it will. You know, it will not have flanks or rear. It will just be, 
a slightly bigger individual, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but you know, I I role play when I when I play, so mm-hmm. I would I would role play flanks and and rear on it. <laughs> so well, how, like you will scream extra loud if you get flanked. <laughs> No, but you know, oh, you know, his ninety degree. Oh, you would check his arm. Hmm. Of course, I would. Um, am I in your front right now? And I'm like, dude, it's an individual. Yeah, but I just want to be clear. I'm in your front, right? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah I, I, I usually, um, when I do games, I always role play to some extent. You know, if, mm. if yeah, uh, sure. So, yeah, but that's cool. Let's see if it uh, becomes popular. Maybe I should actually. Well, yeah, you give I, me, and I have something to do, do to tonight. I'll I will write uh, in the in the spirit of uh, that uh, TNT tournament, which had uh, like five or six different managers you could choose. Uh, why don't I write up a, a suggestion like five different command groups you could choose, oh, yeah. and you would get it for free. You just, you just have to make it. You have to you have yeah. to build a model. And then you yeah. can use these rules. So now I'm actually, you know, I'm ahead of the curve. Oh yeah, I sort of done. Definitely. This. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, TNT, uh, I listened to that. Uh, that song. <laughs> no uh, <laughs> a podcast episode is Countercharge, the right. um, uh, tournament uh, run by Todd Perkins. It's wrestling themed, and they have like a ring to play in, yeah. and even a cage or something, and they dress up in outfits. It's really hilarious. It sounds like the South. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, they had these uh, extra models uh, that you can choose and they also had this um, really cool uh, sp- um, sportsmanship system that I uh, I, I just mm. wrote on my on the Facebook group for Conquest that I think I will adopt that system for uh, for the Conquest event in January uh, the special yeah. Um, yeah, I think I chatted a bit to Todd Perkins on the on Messenger and he said we should not call it sportsmanship. Apparently, yeah. that's the the first thing they want to fix next time they yeah. use it. Because it's so loaded that term, or what's uh... yeah? Because sportsmanship for people is like that classical, uh, like you vote for the happiest guy almost, you know, uh, yeah. the funniest guy, the, your favorite guy, <laughs> the, but clown. the clown, the class clown. Yeah, you could say that, you know, the, if you're a bit clown. You you, you probably win best. Or you probably score high on sportsmanship if you're like a jolly guy, right? Yeah, if you're wearing a kilt and you moon every every people, you know, you're, you're sure to <laughs> yes, sure exactly. To get in. But this system is created to give points to people who are simply uh, like professional, you know, and the clean tactical, well, clean players like the the measure uh, correctly. If you have a speed Explained five, then you go five. You don't go five and a half. And mark before you move a unit. You put like a, a marker. Yeah, put a marker down. That's my favorite thing. So you can backtrack because those games are just so enjoyable and relaxing. Mm. And uh, like when we play, then I trust you to move correctly. Uh, I can I could go to the toilet and just say you can just do your moves. Yeah. And when I come back, I trust you to to have done it perfectly. And that's how I win. Yes, <laughs> that's that could be. Yeah. In any case, oh, yeah. um, some players are not that tight. You know, they they're a bit more sloppy, mm. which is more uh, taxing because then you sometimes actually feel like I have to stand and watch over them. Like, yeah. 
Oh yeah, did, was that ten? Was it eleven, right? I oh, keep, yeah. I keep that like the marker uh, for like I try to put it down on their unit yeah. before they move it. Like oh, I'm just gonna put yeah. this down. To it's a bit. Uh, you feel like you're kind of yeah, uh, being... you feel a bit like an asshole. So yeah. because oh, let uh, me just mark your unit for you there, and you put the angle down. Yeah, right? these people are not you know they're, they're not horrible people. They're actually you know good people that are funny yeah. and nice. That's yeah, the thing. yeah, and that's the whole irony. Those people could very well be the ones who are winning sportsmanship. Yeah, that was your point. Because they're so nice to be around and mm. they don't really care about the game. They you know they have a good time, yeah. tell them jokes, have, have some drinks, and they move a bit sloppy. Yeah. And that thing, you and know they beat you as well. Yeah, so. you they might you know, because <laughs> yeah. that sloppiness, that extra half inch yeah, it could be maybe sure. got you just into that forest <laughs> which made you can now see through the forest the and, you can, and you can charge the next turn, you know, that's yeah. happened so many times. And I hate that shit. So um it's just so cool that you can give you can nominate a player for you can you can nominate your like um uh, what was it called again? Like like favorable no like yeah, favorite opponent like friendliest friendliest opponent marky yeah. guy okay and then you can give points for uh, like your cleanest like most professional opponents you know the guy who was most exact the guy with a bow tie yeah maybe a nice suit, suit. tie <laughs> <laughs> like slickest guy uh, he can get points and you can have uh um, like uh, if players were like always very fair like let you go back if as long as it didn't ruin the game, like oh I forgot to regen, yeah sure go ahead, you know uh, yeah. I forgot to shoot. Do you mind if I do it? No, yeah, go ahead. If uh, I'm not saying you should always, well I usually always, but I'm not saying everyone should always give everything in take backs. But I like that you could just do a little checkbox next to the player that you thought was the most generous and always yeah. reminded you. Oh, are you gonna move your guy? You know, because I can yeah. charge him next turn. Don't forget that regen. Exactly, and so so, and these players, you know, maybe they could. Be, those are often like top table gamers because the top gamers are the ones who play the most and maybe mm. care the most about their outcome, which yeah. makes them more likely to be more uh, precise. In yeah, they don't want to be accused of cheating or anything. Exactly. So the players on uh, that are good gamers, maybe even power gamers. They might actually get some uh, some points, like soft score points, and you can't call it sportsmanship anymore. But I suggest uh, behavior points, yeah. <laughs> positive behavior, like uh, some Pavlovian dog effects, like some sort of uh, you know prison, you know point system. <laughs> prison point. Yeah, like you know well behavior. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Follow the rules, and you know you don't you don't you know end up in trouble. Yeah, exactly. So I think I'll uh, I think I'll try. I liked it. Uh, because, uh, you know, the guys who've taken the Sportsmanship Awards are, are always, they're always great guys. But you feel like, yeah, what about those guys who are just, you know, they're not exactly the jolliest Santa Claus. But they're nice and they're really good and precise and they give you a, you know, you feel safe when you play them. You yeah. can just, I know you are doing, you're doing your stuff correct. And, and that's a very nice feeling to, to have, like, oh, this guy, he's correct, you know. <laughs> This guy comes correct. 
Yeah, and then, uh, also you don't have to feel bad for the guy that killed that moons people, you know. Because he, you he'll get some like, points. Yeah. yeah, he gets some points. You know, he gets he gets the you know the, the sportsmanship thing. Yeah, you know, he'll he's get a, his thing. He's, he's, a, he's a clown. You know, yeah. he gets, he'll get, he'll those get his clown award. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, because because now is now you just give him all the points, don't you? Yes, yes. He goes all, through all that trouble. Yeah, mooning everyone. Yeah, <laughs> oh. yeah, because it's like it's like battle points, paint points. And like uh, be the happiest guy points. Yeah, uh, you could say clown points, but I, maybe that's a bit uh, too strict. We, you know, yeah, you, you harsh, know, you indirectly call like some guys clowns, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't like to meet <laughs> some guys sitting there with this sportsmanship <laughs> award, and you just call and them a killed. clown. Yeah, <laughs> it's cute. Oh, I have to change the long pants. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I like it. So then, if, if with this system, you basically get battle points, painting points, uh, happy guy points, mm. uh, professional clean play points, uh, mm. uh, like be uh, like give take backs and be just uh, not necessarily a big jolly guy, but you're very fair points, and mm. yeah, the list goes on. I really like like that. So we'll try that. See how it goes. Yeah, it sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. So. Or something feels welcomed, you know, with a little bit different thing. And as long as it's executed correctly, like you know, you get a list, little piece of paper, so we can keep track of the players yeah. and, and the names and stuff. And exactly. Then, and then some sort of voting. Mm-hmm. And I like the thing. I hate the ones where you have to give points. Sort of. Uh, I like the one that just tick, tick a box. Yeah. You know, it's much, uh, it's much cleaner. You have to like do, you know, points and stuff and. Uh, yeah, there's there's some downsides to the the upside with the points. Everyone gets something, but yeah. still, it's hard to rate. Like rate them five through one. It's yeah, like yeah, but so. you know, the first guy's obviously the clown, and then yeah. the rest are like, yeah, I don't know, they were they were decent. Yeah, it's like yeah, how do you judge it? At like one to five. It's, yeah, I guess I guess it's not. You shouldn't take it too seriously, I guess. No. I mean, but shouldn't overthink it. But. So the, the downside to this point, uh, this system is that I guess someone could always get zero points. But if you make enough categories and play six games over a tournament, you're probably going to get one of those boxes ticked. Yeah. You know, if you make enough uh, categories. Yeah, there's, sure. no, there's no way you can be neither. You're... Like no one, none of your opponents thought you were either the funniest, the most clean yeah. and professional, the most forgiving, most unlucky. Yeah, I guess it, is. it could be though. It could happen. Yeah, it could happen. But if uh, I mean, I'm happy to be that guy who gets zero points. Yeah, so if, uh, when in yeah, doubt, yeah. just give me the zero points. Yeah, you know, at the tournament in the mm. future, and uh, you know, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, someone probably get a zero points, but come on. Yeah, because if what you I make mean? too many categories, then you'll you start doing like, eh, I don't know, so I'll just uh, randomize these around. Yeah, which should be probably a bit silly. Be too many now. It should probably be fewer, so you 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 really like, yeah, this guy gets it. And very clear categories as well. Yeah. Can't be yeah, to be you know, to be honest, with our old system of sportsmanship, very many got zero points because yeah. you would vote for like one guy or yeah. two. At my last tournament, I think, was a vote for two guys. So you get both get like a couple of points per vote. But still, there was only a very little little cluster of people who actually got 
points for that, and the majority got zero mm. points. So I think fewer people will, will get zero points if uh, yeah. with this system. It will be a bit more spread around, I think. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and I really like those uh, podcast episodes from. It was really long, and um, you know, Rob from Counter Charge had all these interviews. I think he set up this uh, round table with like uh, four permanent microphones, Camelot style. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> and they were like, like a mixing table and a laptop. So he got people to sit around, and each had their mic with like a pop filter, like a really professional oh. mic, and he would just chat and just bring in guests and rotate right. and. Fill the chairs and sounds exhausting. Yeah, but uh, if for he, him, he loves that shit. Yeah, I guess. I you know what, Rob? I feel I can really relate because I'm also the guy who would actually prefer to run the tournament than to play in the tournament. Yeah, that's actually I how that. I am. Uh, if I run it, I can't lose. <laughs> no, uh, and if you if you tweet the rules enough, you could be guaranteed to win. Oh yeah, as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, but I like to see things happen and unfold and yeah. run smoothly. I'd rather run it smoothly and not play than to play it and be like stressed out and have it like be half-assed. So yeah, I can so relate. I, I could, I could see myself setting up a podcast uh, table at a tournament, Camelot style oh, yeah. round table with. The, hmm? yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you had the equipment and stuff, it's yeah, you know, it's that's, not a bad that's idea. The, that is the only hindrance really yeah because it's like resources yeah I guess but you know we do this podcast with a single mic so yeah I think we've done good with this it's been yeah. uh, it's been around it's been around it's been around the world it's been around the world yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I interviewed Ronnie Renton on this microphone yeah and uh, even though we had to like edit his voice like properly because you know it was <laughs> it was on some sort of weird <laughs> Walking Dead, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's very energetic. <laughs> yeah, he's a <laughs> so yeah, such a, great a voice. such a gravelly voice. Yeah, you you think you pulled him out of a, like a bar a late night, like the next morning from the heavy drinking. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I run this shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh good. man! All right, so I think we've been uh, chatting for a while. Uh, Already, yeah. and uh, we haven't even. Uh, we had this one topic that I actually wanted to speak about, and we've just been pu- uh, like uh, pushing it. Like, yeah, it like, yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll get to it. And suddenly, it's been uh, quite a long time. But you know, it's summer. Lars is yeah. on, ho- it's on holiday. Yeah, I don't have to worry. And uh, I'm fresh from my week's holiday, so I feel kind of relaxed too. You know, yeah, I that's true. Yeah, it just it just came back. Huh? Yeah, I haven't really gone back to complain. like work mode yet. I'm still in like vacation mode. Yeah, <laughs> I love that first day back when you're like still in kind of vacation mode yeah. and you don't really care yet yet you're about well rested. Yeah, and if shit happens at the work, like yeah, I don't actually care because I'm pretty satisfied because I just was on vacation. It takes yeah. a lot to get to you, and you kind of have this built up uh, shield <laughs> yeah and I, I'm pretty much just gonna go uh, after this to the cabin and just be you know yeah, there's no kids there or anything so mm. there's I mean I don't have to do any I don't have to stress about that either so it's, it's fine yeah. nice okay cool so let's get into this topic that was maybe the only thing I had on my uh, on my list yeah uh, actual <laughs> list <laughs> this is actually interesting yeah, I'm looking forward to this actually yeah so the thing is uh, I actually went and played in the ninth age tournament this past weekend 
And uh, the reasons I did it was, one, there's no tournament planned in in Oslo for, for June. For the entire June. And knowing July, there probably won't be in July either. No, probably not for any game, is it? Like... Summer is very uh, slow. It's like... Yeah. Uh, I've tried organizing tournaments for Kings of War in the summer quarter, and it mm. just never works out. It just disappoints me. It's like, yeah, tournament, and then, you know, eight people show up. It's like, oh, come yeah, on. I have to do more like a game day or something, I guess. Yeah, like, which yeah. is what we've been doing lately, which I, yeah. I really like. So it was like, okay, I have nothing to do in June, and, and, and I always organize events myself. Um, so what, I suddenly saw this... Uh, tournament which was surprisingly big it was like uh, 30 players mm. and I was like oh, uh, you know I could and there's a lot of people there I know from the old Warhammer days that I, I felt like this was a good a chance for me to just to you know to say hello again reacquaint myself yeah, a bit sure. and you know Kings of War and Ninth Age were a bit like in competition with each other or we have been yeah. at least um, even though there's no real like we don't mix at all no because that's weird that's what I kind of came to think because now it's been three years yeah. since the split and I was like you know it's been three years and we don't really compete for the same people anymore no because it's been a it's people like, settled people settled and when you see like who's playing Age of Sigmar mm. who's playing Ninth who's playing Kings of War it kind of makes sense. Yeah, it's like, like yeah, these people, personality. <laughs> yeah, they belong in Age of Sigmar. Yeah, and these people, they belong in Kings of War. It's like, and some of them can transcend. Yeah, some of them do. Yeah, I mean, a few actually jump yeah. in between. But the, most, you, know, you just yeah, that guy fits the, the profile. Mm. You know, <laughs> so I felt like uh, profiling. I felt like going there and just seeing like, uh, what's up. And maybe you know, uh, give them a chance to know me a little bit. So and sh- show them that I actually, even though I run a lot of Kings of War, I actually am not afraid to come and play, mm. like this one time or you know once a year or something mm. at a Ninth Age event because I want to demonstrate that you can do the same. Yeah. You know, yeah. I welcome you to join a Kings of War event, and you know, please join my. Biggest event, Conquest, in January. <laughs> if you're going to try one time, try yeah. Conquest. Yeah, you know, sure. that's, that's what I wanted to tell these, these Norwegian Ninth Age players. And one or two of them have played Kings of War. Yeah. One of them even attended Conquest last time, you know? Mm. So, uh, and so, so he started it. He yeah, came to he Conquest was. and that's kind of... It was like, his fault. Yeah, he was and the... I paid him back by going to this tournament. Yeah. Um, and uh, so yeah, it was that, and uh, I had a chance to just play and and relax. So, and it, oh yeah, and the third was it was in a cool place. I've never been, and uh, I've never seen any war gaming tournament uh, arranged there. And I don't know how to pronounce it in English. It's Yailu. Yeah. Gailo. 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 It's almost like J Lo, but with a gay. <laughs> <laughs> that gay flair Gaylo that sounds horrible okay. yeah that's the name so. Yailu when you take take the train it's like next stop is Yailu <laughs> Yailu next stop you're like you can't pronounce it <laughs> you can't pronounce it in the Norwegian way when you 
you know, these yeah, are tourists. They only seen it written. Yeah, the so. tourists are trying to understand the, the <laughs> message, you know. So, well, anyway, it was a cool train ride. It was like, I think it was three and a half hours, which is like mm. perfect. It's not too long, and it's yeah. a bit, but it's it's a bit of a ride. And uh, had it like a, you can buy a, in the in the food carriage. You can buy like your beer and uh, food. So but, uh, I had a good. But it's it's long enough. Uh, that the train the train they use for these long travels are like they're very new high tech or yeah. like they're like really good they're it's like, like the inter intercity train or whatever yeah. with the yeah. actual restaurant car yeah and they're really good so I really enjoyed you know I love traveling I love traveling to play war games <laughs> yeah. so to take the train have a beer on the train and and go there uh, so there were uh, some upsides uh, to it and that was the social part um there were like a lot of people, and we all lived in like these log cabins. Uh, Very Norwegian, isn't it? Very Norwegian, yeah. Split into two log cabins, so it was like packed full of people. Uh, most people that I didn't actually really know, maybe I've met them once before. Mm. Most of them I've actually played one game of Warhammer with at some time, yeah. at some point. Randomly, yeah. Yeah, at some tournament. But mostly, you know, they haven't really socialized with them. And uh, so it started. Uh, Quite right. Um, I had brought my old Bretonian army, which is on single bases, and I I, I hate the army. I, I hate it. I hate single bases, <laughs> <laughs> and it felt so. I wanted to use it for brotherhood, you know, but I just it's the old, it's the ones I started with. It's my original army. It's my mm, first. It's like that, you know, thirteen years old. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. you were thirteen when you bought models. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. They've been. I was literally 13 years old. Yeah, and they repainted like 10 times, but never yeah, perfect. The, the paint is thick on them. It's like <laughs> thick clay. Because this was yeah. way before I knew to put water in my paint. Yeah, it was just yeah, thick paint. Even, even a wash oh, was geez. unknown, I guess. So yeah, I, I, I tried to, to salvage it a bit. I, I ordered these metal trays from Shogun Miniatures. Mm. And I put a little magnet under each base with like a little green stuff lump. So at least it's kind of semi-multi-based it's on yeah. magnets on steel trays so when I have this unit of five uh, uh, knights it, it's kind of like a multi-base mm. they're not going to fall off if they if they walked up on the hill they'll stick to the mag- to the steel sheet to yeah. the, the, uh, it's not a soft it's, not, it's a hard steel sheet it's not like a soft yeah, it's like a movement tray almost it, yeah, it's it like it doesn't a, have edges does it? yeah it, yeah it's like a solid Steel tray with no edges, exactly. Yeah. You can order with if you want to with edges. I just oh. wanted the flat, so I can just boom. Yeah. It looks really nice, uh, apart from separate bases. Uh, so I actually the first thing I did is because I couldn't bring myself to just pack it up and make like a army for ninth age. So the first thing I did was make a brotherhood army. I made a list right. of all them which fit the models I have. Made them into tens, like uh, ten by ten by ten by ten on on with magnets. Yeah. So and then I took that list and I brought it to the tournament for Ninth Age. I brought my my brotherhood list <laughs> to a Ninth Age tournament <laughs> just to prove kind of and shoehorn it into yeah. The, and I can tell people this is actually my Kings of War list, <laughs> and I brought it here to show you that <laughs> you can play both games. You know. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's fair. Yeah. Um, and so where should I start? Uh, the the crowd was a bit rowdy for me. They really loved drinking. Those guys. They were fun to hang out. I was, I was on a team with uh, two guys who, who were dressed in Viking outfits, okay. and they drink out of like horn like um, teams. 
Yeah, it was team tournament. Oh, right, Teams okay. of three. Oh. Which made it a, made it a bit easier for me to join. Yeah. Um, but these guys, man, they're, 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 they're so crazy. They, like, drink scotch whiskey out of, like, horns. You know, like, stag horns yeah, sure. that they drink. And they, they have, like... Uh, I would say kill, but it's more like a brown sack. And then they have, like, fur on... It looks like more like a medieval sort of dress. That's true, uh, yeah. yeah. Like a medieval thing. With a belt <laughs> and a knife, of course. Yeah, yeah, knife and everything. You know, in Norway, you just walk around with knives. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a thing. Yeah. So... And uh, so the social part was alright. Uh, I got a li- bit, little too little sleep because uh, I went to bed around two, and they were up to like five. And I, you know, oh, fuck, I tried to sleep in the next room, and they were like, oh. <laughs> uh, some of them made a bonfire apparently or allegedly in the parking lot. Uh, I heard a story that they had someone had walked into the wrong cabin because the door was open. Uh, of course it was. And, and um, I don't know, hang out there for a while before they realized <laughs> it was the wrong cabin. Imagine, imagine the terror. You're yeah. sleeping in your in your log cabin. You think I'm not gonna lock the door because it's safe. And like twelve drunk guys <laughs> go, sit down in the living room and sit down in your living room <laughs> and just drink and shout and laugh. And you're like, oh my god, I'm gonna get killed. <laughs> That would be kind of traumatic for whoever was in that bedroom. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Crazy. But anyway, you know, it was it was like old Warhammer. And it was... It's almost like going... To, kind of like going into a time machine. It's... Uh, you know, it's... Uh, you, it's a game that you remember mostly. It's been slightly refined. It's kind of better, but still... It feels like playing Warhammer. And... Yeah. You know, when you come... When I come there and... Want to play that after being very used to Kings of War? It's it feels very clunky. It's like mm. okay, I remember this is how it was, so you know I can play it because I remember it. Yeah, but I really wish it was less clunky. Like, yeah, I wish that was a thing. And yeah, and exactly. And um, uh, and the game takes longer, I guess. The so, game's uh, so, yeah. Uh, so let's go in like some sort of order. Uh, the first thing that is very particular to Ninth Age is that they really love list building. Yeah, uh, I would actually go as far as saying there's a list phase, a list yeah. building phase, which is which was a thing in Warhammer as well. Yes, exactly. Uh, the lists are created to perfectly counter some other thing. Mm. Especially in a team environment. Yeah. Uh, and if you meet that list, you're going to lose. Yeah. If you meet like a poor matchup, yeah. I guess. And me, with my brotherhood list, <laughs> it was very, very all-rounded, generic. Oh, I got steamrolled. Yeah. Um, and so this list phase, is, uh, it's of course... Uh, but they, they, these, these players that we spoke about earlier, these players in that... You know, we spoke about some players mm. naturally fit in yeah. Sigmar. And the players that naturally fit in Ninth Age, this is all my personal opinion, of course, they are the people who love this these... Yeah. They love these, these things, to tinker with those things, mm. to like, oh, I'm going to have um, 13 uh, spearmen instead of 15, because then I can add yeah, this. Because this and that. Mm. And if I, go, if I go six wide instead of five wide, 
I'll get an extra attack. That's good. That gives me an edge. Mm. And what kind of spells should I use? Oh, I should use spell like heavens. That gives me some extra initiative, and that's good. And this banner because then that stacks with that. They yeah. love that shit. It's almost like they love that more than playing actual game. Yeah, or at least equally much. Which is probably what I hated about Warhammer back in the day. It's like what we have is the army painting and building phase. Mm. Multi-base painting, making beautiful units. Yeah. That's our uh, answer to their list-building phase. That's what I feel. Yeah. So, if I was to make a flowchart, like, mm. what do you prefer? And one line would go to a box that said painting and creating yeah. uh, models, like units. And one would go the other way and would say uh, theorizing over army lists. Mm. That would be the first split if you if this was a diagram to decide whether you yeah. naturally belong in if in this, either game you know, you know? War, if that exactly thing, yeah. so that's the first uh, that's the first phase of the game for ninth age yeah and you can actually win the whole tournament can't you in the lisping game yeah you phase, can i guess but it also depends on the next phase which is the pairing phase yeah because for some reason and i i kind of get it Ninth Age has been almost, um, almost fully incorporated into the aspect of team tournaments. Yeah, because of the ETC. That's, the that's probably the it's probably the heritage of the ETC. Yeah. Um, um, that they, yeah, because that's where it comes from, doesn't it? Uh, it's the same people originally, anyway. Yeah. So the, yeah, that's true. And ETC has always been all about the team, the team mm. aspect. Um, and uh, so it's it's just almost inseparable and i've seen all tournaments now who are who are being arranged in norway um and i see this because we're on the same forum so i can just go in and look yeah. it's all team events mm. every single tournament uh, come here boom team event we're having a new one boom team event it's yeah, like it's pretty cool it's pretty cool, but it's just such a, a stamp. It's like yeah. next next line in the flowchart. Do you prefer team events to yeah. like have a team <laughs> depend on you and you know win and lose as part of a team, or do you prefer you know not have anyone else be disappointed if you lose? You know, yeah. just be your own man uh, because in it's, in case of war, we we've been playing almost exclusively. Single player events and some doubles events. Some doubles. But if we had a team uh, uh, thing, mm-hmm. it would probably be one of these tournaments that are for fun, right? It would be less serious, I think. Yeah, uh, probably. Than, yeah, uh, probably. Than, a, than an, like an individual uh, thing where everyone's solo. Yeah. But in the ninth age, it makes it more serious because you're going to yeah. win. You're trying to win the tournament with the lists you created. And mm. you need to pair them up with the perfect count uh, yeah. opponent, you know. And, and they love that shit. They they sit and discuss lists on the train. And I was intrigued, and it was a bit fun, you know. I, I got along with those guys because I could understand everything they spoke about. But they spent the entire train ride reading the opponent's lists and <laughs> and theorizing if we meet this team, how yeah. will we do the pairing? Oh yeah, we're gonna do. We're gonna yeah. put you out. And they're probably going to put at him. So then we're going to answer with me, and then you will play him. And they made yeah. this, this uh, 
Excel chart where they put numbers into columns and they would always pair with the highest number because that's the most favorable number. They love it. And I get it. It's a nerdy thing to do. Like, get so into the list building phase that you can look at another list and you can say, I'm probably going to beat that. I'll give it a four out of five. Mm. If I face that list, but the thing sure. is, we still haven't come to the to the table yet. No, you're we're on still, the train on the way. <laughs> you still haven't put a, a mini on the table, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, but those two faces are so big for those guys, and for me, I don't think I have the the brain for it, or maybe I, I'm not just that interested. I would I feel never like too much work to me. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I wouldn't I mean, call myself lazy because I always do something. But mm. it's like I don't want to spend that much time on that element. Sort of. Exactly, and that's just that's just one of those natural divides, you know. I, I, even when I was a lot at the ETC, I was never able to to do like a pairing with a logical. You could never no. put me in charge of one of those pairings. I would never. I can't do eight people versus eight people and see in my head how that is yeah. most likely to unfold. No way. Yeah, I would fall off immediately. And and, and I, I'm kind of impressed that these these guys are probably all much smarter than me in in one yeah, way in yeah, that way. Sure. Yeah. But I guess me me. I don't know because I have a lot of different hobbies. Like I, I can do a lot of different things. You know that I can do in my spare time. Yeah. Uh, so I, uh, maybe are they are they are they is this the only hobby they have? Maybe like that this is what they do. Do um, they spend all their time? Yeah, you know, they, I think most. If they have spare time, yeah, then I book a game. I book a game and I'm gonna test the list or try this out. No, okay, I have some spare time. Okay, I sit in front of the computer on the forums. Brrr, yeah, so, and they go a lot on like universal battle and try yeah. trial lists. Uh, and yeah. they, I'm gonna try the Polish elf list versus the Spanish. Uh, yeah, uh, man and just list. to know those kind of things. Yeah, like, they, that's to... a part, na- and and they all know it. You know, that's just, it's like their language. It's it's very strange, and I, but I remember it. Those people who were the like the ETC team players back in the day. Yeah. They were like that, only speaking about lists and theoretical um, builds. Well, it's like we are more simpler breed. We just like to play a, a beautiful army versus another beautiful army, and have a beer and, and have and just uh, roll dice. I guess that's the thing. Like because when, if I want to do hobby, I want to I want to book like okay, I want to book a game. And this is my hobby time, yeah. right? And I'm gonna do that. And I, I, I kind of want to forget about this game after I'm done with it. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna. You're not gonna go, like uh, go over it in your mind. No, I'm not gonna go home, sit on the forums, like figure out what went wrong or right. What's wrong in my list? <laughs> yeah, this is, I'm not interested. Yeah. I'm, I'm, well, I'm a bit interested. I often change my list compared, like. Uh, I haven't changed my list in like you know <laughs> two years. So. No, but <laughs> I did actually. I added a giant, but that was more out of duty. Yeah. Uh, sort of, so. <laughs> Yeah, I, I often change my list, but it's not like I really go go that hard into it. So that's the first two phases, and then the first actual phase, of course, is like the deployment phase of the game. Yeah, <laughs> and then now we're finally at the table, right? Yeah, and I this, put my army out. Um, yeah, I've said hello to my opponent. This is the first time I get human interaction. Yeah, and right? I, yeah, and this is the same in Kings of War as well. You know, we have we have the we meet at the table. You yeah. know, we shake hands and we have deployment phase. Yes. Uh, so, and uh, and there's always, uh, like I said, there's always a couple of things in each game that's probably good and that you should try to like. Yeah, that's that's pretty smart. And I was actually impressed by the deployment phase in Ninth Age. Oh, okay. And this really surprised me because I didn't know 
uh, I, I knew very little, right, about the rules. Mm. I did a very minimal read-through. I was a total mm. noob, and I told everyone, I'm a total noob, but I played a lot of Warhammer, so yeah, I'm probably going to be fine. But, yeah. you know, just tell me what you that I, I know what I'm doing, yeah. Yeah, sort of, but, you know, yeah. I'm not going to win. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, in the deployment phase, because in Kings of War, it's, it's always the same deployment. It's 12 inches... 24 across, mm. and we go each other yeah, time, right? Yeah, universal, yeah. yeah. But what really surprised me, in Ninth Age, you say, okay, we're going to play, you know? Uh, roll the dice. D6. There are six different uh, oh, patterns. Okay. So you have one that's the standard, mm. uh, one where it kind of goes in a different shape, like um, if you win the roll... Uh, well, if you get that roll and then you roll again and the winner just decides who's the attacker and who's the defender and oh. the attacker has his flanks actually further out so his center mm. is, is, his center third is like normal no actually his center third is actually further back is nine inches from the oh. but his flanks are 15 out. Well, how do you decide which part is which uh, the winner of the next roll chooses which part is which and which oh. part he wants to take Oh, okay. And the defender is opposite. He's uh, he has the center uh, piece sticking out fifteen, but his flanks are back to nine. So mm. the attacker has an extre- um, not an extreme, but he has a he has an advantage on the flanks. Yeah, uh, he, he's yeah. further up. Yeah, simple simple as that. And uh, one pattern is uh, the <laughs> good old loved and hated diagonal deployment. <laughs> yeah, sure. Which with a slightly shorter, I think it's an eighteen across instead of twenty-four. I think it was that in Warhammer as well. At least when I yeah, yeah, that was in Warhammer. If I remember yeah. correctly, Absolutely. it was eighteen, I think, mm-hmm. as well. And if you were aggressive, you can go all the way up and you're closer to the opponent. But if you're mm. defensive, you can go way back in the corner, yeah. be super far away. <laughs> I used to like that because I could put my like trebuchets and magic all the way in the corner and yeah. just go, go, have a lot of time. <laughs> so that and, and I, I don't remember all the ones, but they have. Several ones. Uh, one is like every time you put something down, you create this extra big zone of like no go. So it, it's much. It's like only six inches across or something. But mm. every unit creates a zone where you can't go. So you kind of lock each other out all the oh, way okay. across. And I think one was really funny. I didn't get to play it. It was called Baggage Train or something like that. You have to choose either like left or right in your deployment zone. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's say I choose right, okay. So and it's my turn to deploy. Uh, my first unit goes down pretty much anywhere on the table, but all my consecutive units has to be to the left of that unit. Okay. So that when I said right, I basically said that my first drop will be my rightmost drop. Oh, right, okay. And everything else has to be to the left of that unit. So it simulates. Mm. It was a, like a convoy going towards yeah. the right and got ambushed. And, and then, then everything turning. turns around 90 yeah. degrees. And then, fuck, you know, has to fight. <laughs> and that was really cool. That really That's con- probably what they said as well in the ambush. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wow, that, that's actually pretty cool, you know. Because, exactly. you know, I was very... I assumed to be like... Every rule, I would be like, "Yeah, but you know, the King's War is actually better." But that was like, that was really cool. I liked that a lot. Yeah, that could be something, you know, to just mix it up in like a tournament mm-hmm. uh, 
that. That was uh, tried out like in the doubles or something. Yeah, and it was like the easiest thing, you know, to you could easily have ported that over to Peace mm. of War. Not just the standard, mix it up a bit. That was really cool. And the second thing, still in deployment related, which is what makes the deployment phase so was so impressive to me. You could actually deploy several units if you wanted to. Mm. You weren't locked to just one at a time. Okay, how does that work? And you're probably wondering what's the benefit, right? Why would I put yeah. down three units instead of one? Yeah. The thing is, if you deploy, if you finished before me, All right. let's say you decided to speed it up and deploy, let's say we go one, 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 mm. and you're like, you know what? I'm going to drop the rest. Boom. And when you did that, yeah. I still had four units left undeployed. Yeah. Then on the dice roll to who starts, you have plus four. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, that's but you, brutal. But you gave me a lot of control because I can then deploy yeah, the rest of my army after you, you know? But some armies wouldn't need that control, sort of. So. True, true. It, it's a bit army dependent. Mm. Um, but the thing is, a strong elite army could. Uh, just drop down, automatically get the first roll. Mm. But you know he's going to get the first roll before you yeah. deploy. That's so like, oh shit, okay, so okay, you're you know you're all in that dragon riders and that uh, storm uh, wind cavalry. It's going to go first. Okay, so what can I do? And then you can just tailor your deployment. Yeah, you could do like a refuse flank or something, I guess. Yeah. Um, so it's it gives the opponent the chance to counter. So. If your opponent is stupid, he's just going to, okay, and deploy normally. But if he's smart, you know, he's going to try to, you know, create yeah, sure. a counter situation. Um, so that was that was pretty cool. Uh, I liked that a lot. Um, and you could deploy... Uh, heroes were at the same time like they were in Warhammer. Yeah, that's... And uh, I, I think I actually like that. It's a bit like when you put, it, when you put a goblin flag it down and I have to put a big unit it's like yeah yeah, yeah. okay see what Could you do there. you know I usually I wait I don't I don't I don't like to do it and that way I don't like to be cheesy about putting individuals mm-hmm. of course playing as you I, I, I can afford to be a bit more cheesy yep but, uh, <laughs> but many times I just wait with my characters to the like yeah. not, not necessarily to the end but like you know when I'm done with 75% of my army then mm-hmm. I start to drop them like you know so at least I given I'm gonna start with like all the characters mm-hmm. and like you know yeah like <laughs> but yeah I, I agree and I think I see in a lot of on Facebook as well people like yeah they, they think like you know some things should just be everything at the same time like yeah. for example individuals yeah, yeah. Or, or all the heroes or, or all the individuals yeah Maybe all war machines I think someone mentioned yeah things like that Actually, they they had changed that. That was the one thing. War machines in in Ninth Age could actually go one by one now. Yeah, okay. But, a, but the heroes were at the same time. I guess it's a bit difficult. Uh, I don't know if it's difficult, but in Kings of War, like the war engine, the term is like it's a bit vague. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean like necessarily a trebuchet. You know, it's it could be mm-hmm. different things. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So a war engine can be. For example, uh, what is a war engine like? A rattling gun sort of thing, or what? Uh, yeah. Like uh, those. Is that a war engine ones. too? Yeah. Yeah, it probably is. Yeah, yeah. So at least I like that the um, the heroes went simultaneously, and that was how it was back in Warhammer. 
And I would mm. not mind at all if that became a, a thing in third edition Kings of War. Wouldn't mind it at all. It would be no, right. Probably. The only only thing I problem I have with it is like mm. sometimes I would screw up my own deployment by you know, <laughs> trying to guess how far between. But I guess yeah. with with clocks you could actually like you know you could take your time, right? So you yeah. can actually check, you know, okay, my unit is this wide, mm-hmm. okay, because uh, you yeah, sure. because you, you're on a, you're on a timer when you're deploying Kings mm-hmm. War, so you don't have to feel bad about spending a lot of time deploying. Mm, that's true. So I guess the chance of actually like, you know, because you, I'm guessing you didn't play with a chess clock in the ninth age. Sadly, we did not. Yes, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, so it wouldn't be such a big problem in Kings War. No, I think I think that could be implemented. Uh, yeah, you know, with no issue. So a big a big plus for uh, for the deployment phase. That was my biggest takeaway from the weekend. I got inspired how the deployment phase worked. I like the idea that you have to only use like half your deployment zone or something like something like that. Like mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's kind of cool. Yeah, it could give you some extra challenges. I think I would struggle to get all my goblins into one uh, half. <laughs> yeah, that's actually true. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I would manage, but uh, yeah, it would, uh, it would mm-hmm. be difficult. So the next phase that I can try to compare is the movement phase. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, we've been through this maybe before, but, you know, it's, it's, that was I, I kind of figured how this would be and I was right. Because uh, you think it's like, oh, it's... It's really restricted, but in Warhammer and also in Ninth, it's just, it's, uh, for me, it's too loose. It's too, everything can go, like, you can mm. pivot and move. Uh, yeah, what you, is it called? Wheel? No, you can, wheel? Ref- you can reform and move. If you just uh. make, if you have a musician, you can reform uh, and move. And I'm like, what? Oh, okay. And you can um, change information and move. Uh, and the wheel, oh, yeah, the wheel is, is, and the wheel is still the one of the most uh, loosely defined moves in the history of gaming. Yeah. It's like some measure from the corner and straight across to where they're going. Mm. Some measure one by one inch at like an angle. Some measure it at a not really an angle, but almost like straight ahead. Mm. And re- and what you often get is a unit that's looking one way. You don't need to reform or or turn. You uh, you don't need to reform. You can just wheel around, and you're facing yeah. ninety degrees to the to the to the side. And I did that several times. I'm like, well, I can't reform and shoot, but I can just wheel, can't I? <laughs> and he was like, yeah. No, well, yeah, I guess. And this guy actually came. No, you can't do that. That's too far. I'm like, oh, really? Show me how this is too far. And I showed him like. One, two, three, four. Yeah. I'm per 90 degrees, I can shoot you. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah? <laughs> but he maybe measured real... Some even curve the measuring tape. They make like yeah, a curve. I remember this. It's like, oh, fucking hell, they all do it differently. And fast cavalry, they speed around like an individual, mm. kind of. They can go 360 and change... They can just change formation yeah, all the time. Yeah. And I just got raped by this guy I played first. He was he, he, everything moved like two three inches too too far all the time. Because yeah. he would he would probably measure up one guy eighteen inches, but then he put the rest of his guys on the other side of him, you know. So <laughs> they got like extra six inches. And it's like, isn't that too far? No, no, it's not too far. It's, you know, it's, they're fast cavalry. Oh yeah, so they're like immune to rules. <laughs> so, so, so you only measure one guy and they rearrange everyone else. 
around him, yeah. Yeah. but you're not actually supposed to do that. No single model can actually go further than their yeah. march move, but they all just zoom, zoom, zoom. And I had to, as a noob, I had to like, no, no, take it back, <laughs> take it back. That's too yeah, far. That doesn't sound yeah, right. I had to show my colors as a referee and like, no, that's <laughs> no way that. <laughs> so, in Kings of War, you have much more restriction. It's so yeah. if you deploy it wrong in Kings of War, you're kind of screwed. You're stuck there. Unless you're an individual. Yeah, but, or if you have, like, speed 10 and nimble. Yeah, and you could, exactly. You could do something. So, I felt like it's like, uh, you can deploy and you don't really get pe- penalized for it then. Penalized? In ninth. <laughs> uh, but in Kings, it's, like, much more important where you choose to start. Much more important. And also, yeah. um, I was so used to trying to get flanks and shit. I was the master of getting flanks. And... Which of course has is that the combat phase uh, chapter or? Yeah, I guess it's a movement slash combat phase. I guess, but yeah, I guess it's more movement than combat, isn't it? But that's uh, true. I can do that. But your next point that I'm guessing you're getting at, yeah, uh, will be combat because that would be. Is it any benefit? I can probably go flanking? straight to combat instead of going like magic phase, shooting yeah. phase combat. So okay, I, I was instinctively working for flanks. Yeah, and was really happy when I kind of lured him that's what I thought I did into a position and I flanked him and I charged him into the front just to be sure right but then I remembered how Warhammer was the thing is they didn't care that I got uh, got some knights in the flank and that killed like one or two of their uh, big guys because the rest of their guys just hit to the front into my peasants yes I sent in my peasants so they murdered like 14 peasants and he won, like, the combat resolution by 10 points. And yeah. I lost the combat. Even though I had yeah. charged him, I had flanked him, mm. and I lose. And that just reminded me, oh, yeah, this is, like, the worst ever. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. It's so, it's I so bad. I hated the combat phase in, uh, in Warhammer. Yeah, so let's, let's save the actual combat phase later, because we have more, like base to base and all that but, but yeah, just, you, you would think there would be some benefit of actually flanking yeah. Yeah. so flanking benefits are not there and it's it sucks I wish there was because it's still like the list building phase trumps the movement phase because mm. you build a unit it's very strong you Death put a couple star, of characters yeah. Death Star in it you flank it they don't care they reform and then they murder you the mm. next turn, or the same turn if they're strong enough. Yeah, and, and uh, you, you flee. All your units flee, not just yeah. one. And the tempo benefit that is so nice in Kings of War, you charge, you hit, they get wounded. They might not get crowd- routed, but you control the tempo. They counter yeah. charge, you probably get the next, and then you can set up your backup, right? Yeah, Here, and that's temp- why Shaft works, isn't it? Because, yeah. uh, you know, uh, one unit... Uh, it doesn't matter if if it's a Death Star you know Mm -hmm. if there's a super Death Star in in Kings of War you know they will still use one turn to kill a troop of the the least impressive units it's like okay they go in they kill them and that's their turn you know so that you can you can actually you can actually you can work around you can play uh, a battle and Mm -hmm. just you know send a lot of cheap stuff into that big big, powerful unit and they will still use 
that many turns that you send in. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Whilst uh, in Ninth Age, like in Warhammer, you can actually get killed in your own turn. Yeah. And you're like, why am I mo- removing my models in my own turn? They're getting yeah, killed in my <laughs> turn. And so the tempo advantage is actually his. Yeah. So now I wasted two units. He gets to reform yeah. or pursue, and mm. now it's his turn again. Yeah. So, so why the fuck did I charge him? What? Why yeah, did I use resources? And why do we even have peasants then? Yeah. Why I mean, do I even role? charge? <laughs> why do I ever go into combat? Yeah. It's yeah. much smarter to just stay at a, at a distance and shoot them because it's so yeah. risky. It's yeah. like combat is like the stupidest thing you can do in uh, in Warhammer. Yeah. Oh jeez. Okay. So movement phase. Big win for King's War. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. Um, so what is the next phase then? Is that magic? or? Let's do combat because we're so well into it. Ah, okay. So combat phase, um, barring what we already said, um, the thing is the Death Star still works, sadly. Uh, mm. Because you have like base-to-base combat. So you charge in and you're like, okay... Let's do the combat. And at mm. that point, you think it's going to be a cool moment where you roll your dice and create some damage. But no, yeah. it grinds down to a halt. It's like a, it's like a scene from an anime where it's like a, a duel where time slows to a crawl. And yeah. you know, the dust specks float slowly upwards. And then you start, okay, uh, highest initiative. Yeah. Oh, that's my lord. <laughs> oh, what's he got? Oh, seven attacks, strength seven. Oh, mm. really? I All see. Right. So he charged before the charge. Now he fight before the people that just charged in. Yeah. So he'll kill almost all my knights. <laughs> and then... Who is it now? Oh, yeah, now it's your knights. Oh, thank you. I just lost half of my knights, yeah. you know? That was going to be my glorious... But don't forget that champion. Yeah. Oh, the champion. One of your knights can only hit my champion. Uh, and those two can hit the Lord, and then these can... Oh, yeah, okay, so these are the ones for the rank and file. These are the ones for the Lord. Okay, so this pace is a crawl. It's such a crawl. Um, if I was had anything to do with Ninth Age, and if I had any interest of improving it, I would do something about combat phase. It's, yeah. it's the most ancient relic from old Warhammer. Yeah. And I don't wish that in... One of the worst. I, I, don't, I don't wish it upon anyone to have that in their game, you yeah. know? Uh, and it's okay. So it's that counting of the, of the number of attacks. And, and then after you've done your damage, you're like, okay, you know, we've, everyone's struck and killed some guys. And what happens now? Is it my turn? No, no. Now it's the combat resolution. Mm. Classic. And what the hell is combat resolution? Why? Why? You, why can't you just stop after killing people? Why do you have to count? Well, I killed ten, mm. and I have three ranks. And you killed seven. So I win by six. Oh, and now you take tests. It's like, isn't it enough to get killed? It, yeah, you lose guys. So not only do I get lose... Not only do I lose guys, I also have to roll to not run out again. Hmm. It's like, it's a double penalty. So why would I ever attack anything in combat? Yeah, you probably wouldn't. That's how... I mean, when you shoot, and when you shoot the opponent, uh, at least then you don't risk uh, retaliation and fleeing away yeah. and shit, you know? Uh, but you're only supposed to send your Death Star into combat, I guess. No, but you think... What? 
You just supposed to use that Death Star. That's yeah, exactly. You're supposed to build that kind of army. Yeah. Well, so, silly me, I had an MSU knight list, you know. <laughs> and the, the funniest moment, he had uh, one of my opponents, a very nice guy, played uh, like a wood elf uh, equ- equivalent. Uh, actually played three of those armies over the day, um, over the days. But uh, he had this small, like 20 millimeter hero running oh. solo. And I was like, oh yeah, it's like a... Flying. Uh, imagine like uh, if he was Elf Lord with wings to the honey mace or something. That's yeah. like, yeah. Not okay, scary, yeah. And he was on the flank. So I, I countered him, I thought, by deploying a troop, or as I should say, five knights, like knights oh. errant, the, yeah. the lowest errant knights of the Brotherhood, you know? Yeah, they're weak uh, compared to uh, real yeah. knights, but they're not horrible. They're weak, but I was thinking that, uh, that hero, if I can only get the charge in, I would mm. lock the hero down. I would cause yeah. at least a wound. Uh, he can't fly off. I will control the tempo, right? Yeah, I so where he, this is going. Yeah. <laughs> he moves down. I'm like, ha-ha, I'm in charge range. And I roll my charge, and I go in with my five knights. You roll? Oh, there's a... Yeah, there's, there's random... A, ah, right. There's I like, forgot that part in the movement phase. Well, the fact that I forgot it means I, I didn't have any strong... Uh, but, uh, I didn't no, hate it but because you're used to this I never played 8th so. yeah I'm used to it and that was alright I didn't mind I don't mm. know if I'd want it but I didn't hate it I'm actually completely impartial when it comes to random charge distances or, or yeah. yeah that's fine uh, anyway I connect with my 5 knights I'm super happy I'm, I'm gonna wound and disorder this <laughs> this enemy character right yeah, well, and then I can move a backup unit to at least delay him or something yeah like. delay him so then we come to the combat phase oh yeah and then I'm initiative initiative 9 oh yeah okay uh, 8 attacks strength 6 or something yeah. he killed all 5 knights <laughs> That was in your turn as well. In my turn. That's pretty good. I was like, why did I even bother to send them in? So the game just rewards these Death Star units or mm. just very, very powerful, um, powerful and um, like, well, just as powerful as possible then. Because yeah. why would you make an army full of crap when it just dies towards your opponent's elite yeah, in, and in the order as well, so you gain nothing. At l- exactly. At least in uh, Kings of War, your crap will at least do some damage. Yeah, and it delay. And, yeah, and bounce off and delay. Now it's your mm. turn. I I know with the tempo this is going. You would you just uh, lose by sending uh, a crap into elite in in ninth age. So you you're forced to build elite versus elite, mm. which turns the game into a very very small, compact, and kind of perfect armies to use mm. air quotes like. They have to be perfect. They can't be any bad units. You have to have only the no. good units. You can't uh, roleplay here. No. <laughs> and uh, maximum wounds in each unit, even if they're elite, like max them out. Because you, you can't afford to... Um, you need to take that charge, and then your lord is going to do a lot of damage, and you need some ranks to survive, but you, you, you're basically... You, you're basically a Death Star still. Okay, there's, mm. the Death Stars are slightly smaller than they were in Warhammer, because they put like, a point cap on it. All right. But they still work. They definitely still work. Uh, unless you shoot at them, of course, which is what, what many people do then. They play shooting yeah. elves or skaven with tons of like, those warp fire throwers, yeah. because why would you ever go into combat? Unless you have the best combat unit ever. 
Yeah, and, and like with Skaven, for example, they they are a classic example of an army with a lot of crap. So it makes sense for them to just you know focus on shooting them. Exactly. Yeah. So combat phase very frustrating, and uh, yeah, oof, that was rough. Yeah, I, <laughs> that's one of the reasons why I quit Warhammer. Is definitely mm-hmm. like that feeling like. Whatever I do with my army, which is not mm-hmm. optimal, mm-hmm. you know, I can't win. I, I, everything I do rewards the enemy. Yeah, sort exactly. Of. Like, yeah. I gain nothing. So big win for Kings of War in the combat phase. Yeah. So now yeah. we go a little bit back and let's do the magic phase. The magic phase used to actually be my favorite thing in the Warhammer. I loved yeah. the magic phase. I played dwarves, so uh, <laughs> obviously I didn't. <laughs> oh man! Okay, we. Okay, uh, but so yeah, yeah, it, I love a lot of fun. That's I love true. to have my a level four mage and I roll for spells, see what I get. Yeah, it was like a little treasure chest. <laughs> oh yeah, I got this spell. Ooh, nice. Okay, cool. How can I use that? You know, mm. ding ding ding. Lots of small buttons to to twist yeah. and, and and consider. And uh, it was very strange because. Uh, I thought I would really love it, but the spells have been well. Fortunately, they have been toned down a lot. Yeah, no, probably the, a good thing. Yes, it's a good thing for the balance, but it's not as fun anymore. Yeah. So they tr- they try to make it balanced, but mm. maybe they would have needed it to be a more flashy and fun. Like, oh shit, yeah, boom, because it's yeah. a bit sterile now. It's like, yeah, I have spells, and none of them really matter. Mm. It's like you know. So is that toned down as well? It's not like uh, yeah. M- best you can do is like a plus one to hit or like a bane check. Oh, okay. That's that's how it feels. Because hmm. you you know, unlike King's War, you can actually stop your opponent's spells. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. very easy to see which which one you're afraid of. Mm. Oh, yeah. that one. Oh shit! You yeah. save all your dice for that one. Yeah. Boom! You stop that one and you give him the plus one to hit in, uh, shooting and the plus one movement yeah. sort of. And it's just okay. Yeah, that was magic. Yeah, doesn't really matter. Okay, that's that's surprising. I thought that would be like the crazy phase. Yeah, no. So it's actually, yeah, it was su- interesting because I've been very critical of of Kings to War magic because I've been like, you can't stop it. It's too powerful. Um, but you know, every wizard in Kings to War only gets one spell a turn. Yeah, that's. Probably, but in Ninth Age, that's not the case, is it? No, but in in, in practical terms, they only yeah. get one or two spells off because I will always yeah. stop the one I actually. And, and fear. you're always depending on uh, your opponent failing to dispel. Yes. Like okay, so I had a good round because my main spell was not dispelled. Yeah, you, that's may, that's true. You can actually have a little luck unluck in it, yeah. but usually it ends up with your you you get one spell off mm. or two. In the ninth age magic phase, but just wasted a lot, wasted a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, um, but it actually it, it 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 felt like they were kind of the same, because those yeah. one or two spells in ninth age that you got off, it's like those two or three spells you can cast maybe because not all your wizards are on the range or mm. maybe you don't have the perfect spell, so you yeah you cast like one lightning bolt there and maybe a little mm. heal and that's it right. That's how it felt. Yeah, I do one wound, little, little missile, mm-hmm. and I give a buff here. So, actually, the magic felt very similar in both games. Yeah. Which was uh, surprising. Yeah, if they tone it that much down, yeah, I'm sure. It, it was, was no almost purple like, sun, sort of. Yeah, actually, King's War magic is more powerful, because you can surge things into the flank. Yeah, and, and you can, can, can not be dispelled. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the not dispel part 
wasn't as bad because that's the part I mean that kind of equals out. Uh, yeah. You can't stop one or two of his spells in Ninth Age either. So no. it makes sense that you can't stop one spell per wizard in, yeah. in Kings of War, kind of. Because at least you pay points for them in Kings of War. But mm. in Ninth Age, you just pick them off a list. Oh, yeah, that's true. So yeah. you kind of paid for that benefit. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, it gave me some insights into that. But in Ninth Age, you can't surge things. There is no magical charging. No. You're taking that out. And I like that. I don't... Nah, I prefer it to be... Uh, I have surgings, to me, seems too powerful now. After playing a, a magic face in Ninth Age. <laughs> but yeah, uh, surging it comes as a cost, though. It's like shambling. True, true. It's, it's a, it's uh, a, so maybe I don't really have a clear winner. In even A good example, I think, is like Wraiths mm-hmm. in Undead. I mean, they speed 10. You can't get any better than that, right? True. And, but still, it feels limited, doesn't it, with just shambling. They, they're not easy to use mm-hmm. with speed 10. Because speed ten is quite far, but it's it's not really far enough. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, if you want if you want to get like uh, rare charges or whatever, true, you know you, you still have to get there and uh, somehow turn and then surge in, and mm-hmm. it's not uh, the you would think it would be easy, but uh, it's quite difficult to actually yeah. uh, to do. I think you're and right, the, and they are the ones with the you know t- that's a top speed yeah. a shambling unit can have, mm. unless you give them uh, speed uh, potion speed or whatever yeah. to get eleven, but yeah. Mm. True. So it's. Uh, I think it's quite difficult to use. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. So, um, but I wish Kings of War had more spells that were a little bit different, like plus, uh, plus, you know, plus a couple of attacks or plus D six attacks, plus, uh, oh. plus one speed. Uh, um, target uh, t- it counts as having Pathfinder for the next uh, melee only, like. Yeah. If they charge through the forest, uh, I don't know, but you can't make it too powerful, you know, because I still feel like Surge and Bane Chant are um, that's like the top level. I think you can you cannot go above that in power because yeah. those two spells already influence so much, and mm. if cast in the correct timing, they win games. They definitely win mm. games. Yeah, spells in Ninth Age do not win games. Alright. <laughs> I guess a, a spell that does movement is really, really good. Mm. Because this is a, it is movement-based game, isn't it? Kings of War. Yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's good in that sense. But you get penalized for you know being shambles as well, which is yeah, movement. That's thing, true. So. But so, yeah, um, I'm not sure how much I want like lots of new spells for Kings of War. I like the way they've done it now. Let's introduce yeah, I, a few. Yeah, I really like the... And remove I, a few. Yeah, I like like the stealth spell, you mm. know, because that's like a spell you cast on yourself. Yeah. Uh, I wish spells would be less damage uh, mm. focused. Yeah, more buffs. Yeah, like spell shouldn't be like, like, um, like fireball. It shouldn't be a spell. That should be a shooting attack. I think that should be reserved for shooting troops. A spell should be these guys get stealthy. These guys um, like you can't wound the. You have to re-roll all your sixes to wound these guys for the next yeah. turn. Small buffs like that. Plus one speed. Last to the next turn. Small buffs. Well, damage like magic missiles, as you would call mm. them from before. I don't think they, you know. Uh, why should the, you? Why should that be shooting when you also have shooting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, it's not very unique now to have like a fireball. It's like you it, just add more damage yeah. and you get nerve check. So I think like melee is much more honest in King's War. You have to go there, put in wounds, boom, and kill them. So yeah, I feel like I wish spells was only buffs indirect and only shooting was actual ranged damage. Maybe a yeah. lightning bolt here or there, but you and know. The, yeah, I think it's like um, not if. I think like if all we if if we if we did like this mm. like the only of uh, not not all, not necessarily the only offensive one but the only damage spell was like lightning bolt right yeah and it was always like lightning bolt three let's say yeah uh, and every wizard had it just that yeah. was what they had right that was like the first edition I think I think they all had oh, like yeah. the zap yeah and then they could buy like uh, the rest you could buy maybe not all of them uh, but yeah you could choose a few more like on mm. a wizard yeah. Uh, and then, because sometimes there might be not not be anything too buff, right? Mm-hmm. So then at least you had like lightning bolt. Yeah, you had your standard uh, lightning bolt. Yeah, sort of. yeah, that's true. That, that's fair. Come join our tournament, Conquest. Conquest takes place at the Anchor Hotel in Oslo between the 11th and 13th of January. The Friday is an optional team event which goes in the evening, and the main event is on the Saturday and Sunday. Conquest was Norway's biggest Kings to War tournament last year, and we hope to grow even bigger. We have a bar, and you can even bring your beer to your gaming table. Check out our website, conquest.2d6.no. That's conquest.2d6.no. Hope to see you there. One thing I will say is that I like the simplicity of the spells in Kings to War. Because in mm. 9th Age, they had actually introduced a whole secondary system of, um, of resource management. This, yeah. Yeah. So you have your... You, they've actually... You draw a card now, and, and you see how many dice we get, and how many tokens you get in addition. Tokens. And these tokens are a new thing. So good. In addition to your dice, you can manage these tokens. And these tokens, you, could, you can save throughout the game. You can build them up to, I think, a maximum of 12. And at any start of any magic phase, you can exchange them for extra dice. Three tokens makes one extra power dice. Okay. So in most phases, you get like one extra power dice if you just exchange them immediately, or maybe two. But if you build them up, you can have some weak magic phases and then stack up to 12, and then like boom, exchange everything and get a super magic phase. Yeah. But in most cases, you get these tokens in addition to your dice, and still. The end result, you got off one or two spells. So it's very yeah. much work and theory crafting. They made this whole system from scratch, yeah. which is kind of charming. But what's the result? You got off two spells. Okay, when Kings of War, you get one spell each. So if you just like make sure the spells in Kings of War are not too powerful, I feel like it's a better and cleaner system. I feel like um, a system like that. I would always forget to use those tokens. Mm. I would just, I, I will, I will keep track of them probably. Yeah. But I, I, I would just forget about them. I did. Yeah. I did. I had a horrible. Uh, I had a D eight to track it. I put mm. it on. I put it always on some terrain like the closest to me on a chimney or something. That's yeah. my veil token dice. I forgot it all yeah. the time. Yeah. We're probably never mm. using. It felt like, um, like a like a card game or something where you'd like. Uh, okay, mm. this guy. Uh, it was so, yeah. It was it was new, 
I mean, credits for them for making a whole new thing. At least they're moving away from their legacy Warhammer. Mm. Yeah, sure. You know, but it, yeah, it was tricky. Is it needed? I'm surprised that all of them just sort of, yeah, that's cool, Veil tokens, bro, when it's so new and it's not yeah. old Warhammer. Uh, yeah. I don't know, maybe there's been like a big discussion, maybe, probably, but for me it was like, oh, really? You just you just all went along with this? <laughs> you like? You like this? Okay, cool. Okay, so Magic Face. Yeah. Uh, I think a win for Kings of August. As long as the spells become, you know, no game. more power than now, preferably a bit less, I would I definitely. But Kings of War is a combined shooting and um, magic uh, yeah. phase. Yeah. So it... yeah, which is alright, I guess. Mm. Okay, so what's the last phase that I can, I can compare? It's, it's the shooting actual shooting phase. shooting phase. And this is a big one. I remember when. Um, Hollow uh, from Bergen uh, tried. The, he joined the Kings of War tournament for the first time. Mm. Uh, we were all happy that he was going to try it, and, and, and you know, and he has still he's still positive, and he plays sometimes, and that's really great. Mm. My hero. Uh, he said, "Oh my God, how powerful shooting is in Kings of War, <laughs> because every damage yeah. it stays right. It stays. Yeah, it does, yeah. You build up, unless you have heal, of course. Yeah. But it st- keeps building, building, building. So." The moment you start taking shots, you are on your way to dying outright. Mm, yeah. And if you get focused on, you can get, you can get picked off immediately. Mm. Uh, and I think that's frustrating. I, 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 yeah. I, I can... Let, let, me exp- let me do the Ninth Age first, and then I can do opinions maybe. Mm. In Ninth Age, or Warhammer, of course, you actually are... Very often immune to like, you you may lose casualties, one guy, two guys, yeah. but your unit is kind of immune to routing. You have to kill yeah, like 20, a lot. Twenty five percent wasn't that? Yeah, you have to kill a quarter of the unit. Then you take a panic check, which mm. you, you never fail it's a panic check. On, uh, you know, seven plus. Anyway, it's like it's at least seven leadership. And and you like, bet your yeah. ass it's 10 or 9. Yeah, because there's someone who will be close by. Because it's built, the list yeah. is built like that. Yeah. And it's a BSB, so you get the reroll. Yeah. Rerollable 9, rerollable 10. And if you fail, do you get picked off and are you routed? Oh. No, you turn around and you jog th- uh, 4 inches. Yeah. And you can rally the next turn. You're still there. Yeah. You're actually immune to being routed off the table by shooting unless you're like one inch from the table edge or something but that of course be yeah. Silly, yeah of course that could happen but and then you reset you have yeah. lost a couple guys but it's it feels if, if that was king sword it was like it it was um it would be the same as if i removed the dice that you know all <laughs> shooting damage yeah, yeah yeah it was as if it was a separate dice let's say i had a, a orange dice for my uh, uh, melee damage. That and sounds like a house rule. You know? Yeah, and the, uh, <laughs> and the green dice for my shooting damage. Yeah. And you get one chance at your nerve roll, and after that, I take away that green dice. That's yeah. how it felt when I played ninth. It, it's like my army yeah. is kind of immune to shooting. It's but of course over time it yeah. builds, but not like it builds in King's War. No. no, in in no way, and the unit can still be kind of effective if it's an elite unit. Yeah, you kill half, so what? Come on, charge me! The I'll kill you! Yeah, yeah, I'll kill you! <laughs> so it's like, oh my god, this is how it feels to have like a you create this army list that just 
you just control it and it doesn't die at the range. The only way to kill it is to really nuke it or actually come and kill it in melee. Uh-huh. So, I mean, it's safer to shoot, but for me too it's safer. It's safer for me to get shot at and it's yeah. safer for you to shoot. Which means that it gives an incentive to have to use shooting instead of fighting because mm. no one's really getting scared. It's like, yeah, yeah, you know, you can shoot me all day. Yeah. Maybe you'll get like half points in one unit, but it's going to be here. Yeah, but this Death Star has like a general... Yeah. And, and, uh, I have 1,200 points of characters in, in yeah. this unit. You're not yeah. going to touch Don't them. They, they, they won't die from shooting. Yeah, so... Oh, but that was so weird because with my orcs... I feel like they get shot off the table too easy. You know? Yeah. They have a little too low nerve and everyone's saying, yeah, bring the war drum, but yeah, but maybe I don't want to bring the war drum. And it I have to remove it completely in like turn two. And it's like it was so cool to just shake off that uh, mm. nerve uh, you know, air quotes, nerve. Yeah. And okay, I lost some guys, but I'm still here, I'm back. It's I, I I am ashamed to admit I I prefer that. I, I guess yeah. I, I guess like for to me shooting's just I just gotten so used to it and mm. you know I've played Goblin now exclusively for like two years or whatever. Yeah. So I'm sort of like you know I'm just used to things with just you know removing things because mm. uh, first of all they are combat goblins. I don't have any hordes mm-hmm. or anything, so everything's low nerve, everything's cheap. So I don't really care if things are removed. Yeah, but yeah, I can see, I can see it. Uh, I remember playing the dwarves, and it was like big, like big thing. If you know one of my iron guards for some reason were like removed from the game because I mm-hmm. lost seven wounds from shooting one round, which they could, yeah. you know, if they were in the wrong place. Mm. So yeah, it's it's a bit of more of a crisis. And I get, I get that's how the game is built, um, but it's just it feels bad to to get like focused on and then take the whole unit off. Uh, it might just be me, and you know I'm used to it too. It's not a big deal. I just yeah, I think the I mindset got, yeah. probably will have to be like you have to think like okay, but at least that thing can only shoot at one thing at a time. Yeah, for sure, example, like sure. that's how you have to think. I guess like okay, mm. I, I place these in front. I will lose those. I know I will lose them, mm. but when they're gone. You know, that opens up this yeah. or whatever. But it's like, let's say if an army in real life, I don't know how actual medieval warfare was, but let's say in the movie, yeah. <laughs> two battle lines, right? Yeah. And at the start, they're all shooting at each other. Yeah, right. They and then they and then they, they, they go- moon the other one and someone's shot in the ass, <laughs> like in Braveheart, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but then they like use up all their arrows and then they charge and they meet in the center or something. Yeah. Did anyone ever completely rout in that first stage where they kind of take pot shots at each other? No. They're like, hold the line, hold the line. Yeah, we're talking about movies now, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. But, you know, it's the... Yeah. Why are you routing? The enemy are, like, way over there. You're, it's like, I feel like you, you take damage, yes. You yeah. lose guys. But you have all your friends around you, your generals behind you. Mm. Um... You're not going to turn tail and run, not yet. When they start getting in your face, and you're like, oh my god, I'm going to die in close quarters, I can get yeah. that you, uh, I'm going to turn tail and run. But that, it's like, if you're at range, shouldn't you be more brave? It's like, should there be, a, and I'm, here I'm thinking like future again, third aid suggestion. Yeah. It's like, should units be like more resilient maybe to getting routed at 
range. I like the one with the one dice for the route test uh, for shooting and stuff. Yeah, that's a couple. Because of I think historically, I think shooting was pretty pretty good. But sure. I think if we were going to make a war game that was historically correct, I think mm. it would be the most boring game ever because oh, yeah, usually true. they didn't even go into combat. You know, that is they true. Would just, yeah. They would just one side would just flee, and the other army would just you know chase them and just kill them on a flee. You know, <laughs> that, that, that's how it was. You know, one side would just at some point break, mm. and that's it. And then the yeah. cavalry in, you know, chase them down, kill ninety percent uh, of those mm. fleeing people over there. Yeah, the that's true. Castle, castle is in battle wasn't that high. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, and I know very little about. I'm not a historian at all, so you're probably right. So, but I still feel like uh, if if you would face heavy fire, you would kind of just retreat and and uh, yeah. and run over the hill and then stop and like kind take of take cover or something. Take cover, yeah. You wouldn't just oh, I'm see you next week. I'm out. So <laughs> next, um, next draft. Uh, yeah, next draft. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I would. And how how units just keep all the damage, so they're so susceptible to like a single lightning bolt. It's like all you, if this was a computer game, like Total War, mm. the units would kind of regain their morale. Maybe uh, everyone should have like static uh, static res, not a res, static heal. <laughs> yeah, everyone. Like, what if everyone had a regen out like of the combat? D three. Um, Wounds back or something. Yeah, because you know, you know Maybe, in, in Total War, you're like, if you're in fighting, you get flanked and you get like w- wavered mm-hmm. and then you get routed. But if yeah. you're out and you're like, oh, we're safe, then yeah. your morale cl- uh, will climb and you will be like confident. Yeah, yeah? We, so we can th- go back in. Yeah. It's not like that unit is wavered all the time for the rest of the game and just insta pop no. and something shoots one arrow at it. So I just. I wish either yeah, my two concrete suggestions because I can't just whine about it. I have to come with the suggestions to be constructive. Yeah, and yeah. one is to simply have in the shooting phase only one dice for the nerve check. It would your wounds would stack up. You would injure your enemy, and if you really really stack up, you will probably route him. Mm. But maybe not. It's a it's a much lower chance. Or you roll three dice and take away the highest. Yeah. Like the old uh, cold-blooded rule from Warhammer. Just, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly... Because that would create uh, a lower average. Mm. and it, But it would still be an average because uh, some um, some uh, argument I got from when I said... Uh, when one, the, uh, one dice. The one, yeah. Was that, yeah, but the single dice, it's it's it doesn't have like a bell curve. Mm. Okay, I don't think that matters, but okay, to counter that again, let's say you roll three dice and remove the highest, you still get a curve. But the curve is towards the bottom. I think the average is like four or five or something like that. Or four dice and remove two. The lowest and the highest. Yeah, Yeah. oh, yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah, that's, uh, but you know, that's actually a thing they use in Ninth Age. There was a spell, I should say this because that was really funny. You, you when you charge randomly, you roll two dice, yeah. and that's your total, right? But you can get something called maximized, which makes you that gives you three dice, and you remove the lowest. All right. It was a spell that gave you two instances of maximized, so you roll four dice and remove the two lowest, <laughs> which that's made nice. the the average like eleven or something. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, and you know those things are easily incorporated into other war games. Like, why not? Okay. Spell, the spell gives them three dice to do something instead of two. 
remove the lowest or remove the highest. Mm. It's it's not as powerful as saying like you double anything, but you can average, you can push the average up or down. In a, like it's like it's kind of a soft approach. So yeah, that, that's kind of maybe that's the best suggestion then for shooting. In the shooting phase, roll three dice, mm. remove the highest. Your units will be more resilient. Uh, you could very well kill them off, of course, but it's a slightly less chance. Yeah, and the wounds are still there, so the shooting yeah. was not wasted. Anyway. Because that would be much easier to imp- implement than saying that all the units have a small region, <laughs> which is what I would, in a computer game, it would be like that. Yeah. But that would be, be pretty horrible game-wise. Yeah, because then you feel like you will have to finish the job yeah. you know, every round. Or you can say that in when being shot at, all units have plus two nerve. Mm. Or plus X, like they have that's more like that's more hassle, I think. That's more hassle. Yeah, because you might forget it, and um, and does it stack with the rally? Three dice. That's quite elegant, isn't it? Like, yeah, I think just, so. Just you know, it's it's not, and, and it's very visual as well. Yeah, you know, everyone can see you drawing three dice. And yeah, you, yeah, it's kind of exciting to see what. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, it's also like, and you don't have to ask your opponent like, okay, so we, so this was what, 14, 16 usually. Mm. So now, okay, so now it's sixteen, eighteen. Oh, there's a yeah. board drum yeah, in there. Yeah, that's true. I actually don't like that when you have no. when you start. Oh, I routed you. Well, normally you would. But because yeah. you have brutal, but I have boredom, so I win by one. It yeah. almost feels like it's combat resolution. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a hassle. Which I hate. Yeah. I hate combat resolution. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a soft one, but yeah, yeah it's, it's a combat resolution light, I guess. But yeah, but still, yeah, yeah. So then, shooting in magic would be softer when it comes to pure killing. You know, because preferably the spells would be less killy, more mm. support spells, and an actual nerve would be softer. And that would be a great thing in my brain, at least. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it could be it could be fun to try anyway. Mm. So I guess my point is that ninth edge actually for me wins the shooting phase. Compare. Yeah. And those suggestions I just made would be my way to try to take some good out of that and implement it to King's Sword. That's that's uh, what I'm trying to do. Find those small nuggets of. Uh, of uh, wisdom, which may or you know, yeah. which may be random, but just are good. You know, if, if if something is good, then you should recognize it. And even in other yeah. games that you don't play regularly, because I, I don't really use uh, shooting in Kings of War. I mean, all all my armies, I I've gone away from shooting. Yeah, you know, dwarves. I started with a bit of shooting, mm-hmm. then I went away from it. I made a combat dwarves, mm-hmm. uh, no shooting, and then I went to goblins, and I made combat goblins. Yeah, because I don't <laughs> I don't feel comfortable, you know, spamming shooting. It, feel, it mm. feels boring to me. Yeah, uh, that's not what I want to do. True, true. Uh, and also, I mean, just I just love the uh, I love the movement thing in Kings of War, like yeah. trying to trying to get there and do clever stuff. You know, with movement, it's uh, Absolutely. sort of what appeals to me. Exactly. So, that was all the faces, I guess. I have two more things I can say. Ah, there's one last face. What's that? The bear face. The bear face. <laughs> Actually, you know what's the last face in Ninth Age? It is the bear the... face, probably. You are right, because uh, m- most of the tournaments are in places you can't drink and play. Yeah. So, they all just go get hammered <laughs> after the games. Like, super yeah. quick. But, no... The cleanup phase, where you have to take all oh, your individual yeah. small miniatures yeah. and put them back on the tray, and you have to have at least like between a, each game. Yes, so. 
And I guess you could also mention how long are these games? Because I'm guessing oh, yes. they are quite... Yeah, the games longer. were three and a half hours. Yes. And if you compare that to a normal Kings of War game, which is, let's say, two hours then. Yeah. You know, and that's... that's well, they were... T- it was three and a half, including prep. So, no, no, because we have two-hour game rounds completely, yeah. with including everything. Yeah. And they had three and a half-hour game rounds. Yeah. Although it was kind of included the pairing, which I love because the ATC pairing. Oh, yeah, that takes but, a bit of it. But it was only three-man team, so the pairing was done like like that. Mm. So we actually had three, let's say three-hour, fifteen-minute games, and a couple of the games I didn't finish. Yeah. They went to round five. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Oh, how long is this, is this game going to take? I'm hungry. I'm I'm thirsty. I'm going to get some fresh the blood air. blood sugar yeah. is like super low. <laughs> so um, the cleanup phase uh, definitely a win oh, to King's God, War. Yeah, that's... The game length definite win for King's War. Chess clock. Chess clock. Oh my lord, chess clock. I missed it so much. Uh, and they're actually discussing bringing that into 9th Age. They're just very unsure how to do it. But yeah. some people in the system realize that it's a good idea they're mm. just not sure if they can you know get it past the player base or if yeah. people are going to like it. I, they would probably love it I mean no doubt how can yeah. you not but like they would probably have to change things they would need a much looser system yeah. you know it would be they couldn't have it they probably could never have a out to lose or maybe not maybe. maybe not even they could have dice down they probably they would just have to have like okay game over we pause both clocks, and uh, let's see how much time we both used. And mm. one, if one, let's say for each ten minutes quicker that you were, you would get like a plus point. Yeah, something like that. You get oh, you you actually you use twenty minutes less than me on the clock. Two points for you. Like mm. goes from a ten ten to twelve eight for you. That's how I would do it. And I tried to do that. I tried to arrange my the last Warhammer tournament. I tried to arrange before the world imploded was mm. called Bear Clock. And it yeah, never, I remember, and it um, never happened because I remember I made a logo for that. I think you did, <laughs> and it was at a hotel. We were going to drink beer and game, and we're going to we're going to use chess clock. Sounds familiar? Conquest, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, King's King's War, War, basically. Yeah. yeah, and that was before the whole cataclysm. Yeah. Already instinctively, I was drawn towards chess clock. Ahead of the curve once again, in, just in, as we in. are ahead of the curve when it comes to third age. Yeah. Right, the third age. <laughs> The third edition, sorry. Oh my god. That's the perfect third merge age. of the two games. The third age. Oh, okay. That would be funny like, if they called oh, the Lord. third edition the third age. Yeah. Man. Man. Okay, so yeah. Um, uh, and uh, last last thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get out of here now. But Oh yes, scenarios. Uh, much props for the ninth age players and or the rule makers for realizing that Kings of War has... Great scenarios mm. because they have. What the fact told, that they have scenarios? Totally copied pasted those into Ninth Age. Oh, okay. Which, you know, they have recognized that. But they still kill games. But uh, yeah, the, it's kill games. Prefer um, um, first, it's kill points. Mm. Uh, but then, the person who won the scenario gets plus three, and the one who lost gets minus three. All right. So let's say you beat me twenty nil. Mm. But I won the scenario, so I get three points. You get seventeen. Yeah. But most often, maybe you draw ten ten, yeah. and you get a thirteen seven for winning the scenario. And for me, 
I was all about the scenario because that, that's in my blood now. And we played; they were they were completely ripped off from King's War, but I don't think they're ashamed to admit it. No. It was loot, three tokens on the center line. Yeah, it was dominate, get scoring units into the center. Can dominate. It was eliminate, kill scoring units. Well, almost eliminate. It was uh, like occupy. Each player plays one token, I think, kind of, and mm. that's the scoring. And one in the center? No, just one ah. each, and then that's scoring. And I can't remember the other two or whatever, but it's just so blatantly yeah. King's War scenarios. But yeah, they realize we need more than just kill points. We need scenarios. So kudos for them, to them for just putting that into the game. Um, and, uh, and uh, you know, it kind of... I have to give the the ball to the, the win to King's War because that's King's War scenarios they used. <laughs> but I still really liked it, and it gave me personally something to play for because I just couldn't get into the whole kill game again. Yeah, I actually won the game. I good on scenario because the scenario because I drew and yeah. I won the scenario because I am not able to lose a loot game versus a ninth age player. <laughs> oh no, I planned for that shit. I planned since. Since deployment, uh, I'm gonna move up. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna pick that shit up, and I'm gonna back up, and I'm gonna back up again. Did <laughs> you walk off the table, Asia? No, you can't. <laughs> it is funny though that if we, in an alternative universe, mm-hmm. we would be ninth edge players, right? I guess. And mm-hmm. we would still be talking about dominate. We would still. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, well, probably it doesn't. It has a slightly different name. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But, but we would I mean? talk about the equivalent of yeah. dominate. And we would say, oh, the loot is it's crap because you can just back up and it's a defensive game. Yeah, it would be this, almost the same. Yeah. Yeah. And we would speak about how powerful those hit in lone characters are in Ninth mm. Age. Oh, they have yeah. initiative 9 and 7 <laughs> attacks. And we would be raging about that shit. Yeah, we yeah. yeah. So that. it has, obviously, similarities. <laughs> and we would be wearing sombreros as well. Sombreros? In this alter- alternate universe. Of course. Of course we're wearing sombreros. Of course. Yes. Uh, and drinking tequila. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that kind of rounds up my whole trip to 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 Galo. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, for a ninth age tournament, and uh, it was fun. And uh, you know, I, and uh, I can't be too critical because you know I was so right. I got to push miniatures around, got to yeah. meet some new new and old faces, and. Uh, it's it's. I feel it's smart of me to have one foot slightly in that door because they. I want to wish them. They're more than welcome to join my tournaments in Kings of War, and I. Yeah. In, the, in my dream world, there they there would be a small uh, crossover because then we could have thirty players at our tournaments. They could yeah. have a thirty players at their tournaments instead yeah, of we having like. Eighteen players in each tournament. Mm. We have like big tournaments and play square base uh, rank and file. Yeah, and uh, no one needs to change their mind about what's their favorite game. I can completely get that those most of those guys are in that camp that we spoke about. They just fit the profile mm. of a ninth edge player, but that doesn't mean they need to be all negative about King's War and like, yeah, you should come to ninth age, which some guy yeah. actually managed to say to me. I was like, oh, you fucking douche. <laughs> and, and, so, uh, and some people might not be in that group where they love Exactly. That they might be slightly outside that group, mm. which may, you know, they might 
enjoy joining King's War once in a while. Uh, and we're not going to try to recruit them over. We have no interest in like ruining uh, it for them. Okay. We have players who have who play other games mainly. It's just that they don't get tournaments in it. Like Trus oh, yeah. in Bergen, he is very openly an Infinity player mainly. Mm. But, but there's, there's no Infinity tournament, so he comes oh. to King's War tournaments. Very rarely, uh, anyway. So Very rarely, yes. And so that's fine. Um, but I just want to... And I'm probably no, no one listening to this probably plays Ninth Age, but... Uh, I just want to welcome everyone to try, and I, I'm when especially me because I arrange tournaments. I, uh, my favorite thing in the world is to have lots of players. Mm. I would rather have players try it, even if they don't gonna make it their main game. It would b- beef up the the event. It would make it cooler and bigger, and that's that's kind of a thing that yeah. I like. Yeah. So don't be afraid to join Kings of War. Give it a try. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if I guess for some people, you know, they only have time for one game, and I get that. Like, but if you have a lot of time, and you know, you spend you spend a lot of time on the forums, yeah, and maybe then yeah, you don't really have time for just one game. I think that's just uh, something. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's a, yeah, but it's a bit like it's, yeah. there's no way that's true. It's just <laughs> that people. Yeah. I think the games that require all that nerding and, and brain crafting may cause you to feel like you only have mental yeah. capacity for one game. Yeah. Which is why War Machine players rarely play other games. Mm. And also maybe that hardcore click ninth agers. Yeah. Probably hard for them to step out of that box. But most or many other players they're not they're not that their their brain is not working all the time to make an army list. I I, no. I refuse to believe <laughs> that's the case. <laughs> and for them, it would be so easy to just try, you know, come and roll dice and have fun and yeah. But I think that if I were, would have like a second game, it would probably be something not rank and file sort of. It would be mm-hmm. skirmish or something, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. That's many uh, people and have probably that. like science. Sci-fi or something. A couple uh, of our guys have um, like a sci-fi game as their second game to have a mm. different flavor, different yeah. painting styles, different models. Yeah. So that's that's cool. Yeah, if if that helps you keep sane, you know, yeah. and not rage quit because <laughs> of individuals, then I'd rather have you play some sci-fi once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah, but I'm enjoying King's War at the moment, so it's it's like it's been yeah. a been, uh, it's been great for me. Absolutely. So I think we're going to round up our marathon episode. We might yeah. put this material into another episode. I know we will see. Might split uh, it into. Uh, we might split it into or four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or or uh, or sixteen, and we can make like uh, here's your daily fifteen minutes of a giant orb. <laughs> we can make it like uh, pay per view sort mm-hmm. of thing. Like so, you have to pay for yeah. each one. Um, I'm not. I'm sure may, most players are m- maybe not even interested in listening to these uh, ninth age comparisons. I'm not sure what. Well, I think I found it quite interesting, actually. Yeah, I, I kind of so. like it because yeah. you know I mean, we're just trying to see what's good in both games. What can we use? Mm. What have they obviously used? They they started. They stole from Kings of War before we stole mm. from them. So we can just retaliate. They stole from Warhammer as well. That's definitely that true. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think we're getting out of here. Uh, thank you for now. Thanks for joining me, Lars. Even if you're on holiday. Yeah, no, I, I you know, I, I took the, I was in city, in town, so yep. why not? <laughs> it's good. 
Cool. Alright, guys. We're going to leave you now. But until next time, goodbye. 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 us on Twitter at KLW Oslo or you can contact us by email giantdwarfpodcast at gmail.com <laughs>